Hey, Ben and Steve here. We Hello. just wanted to let everyone know that uh, this episode was actually recorded two days before the tragic occurrence on the set of Rust involving Alec Baldwin and a loaded firearm and the death of Helena Hutchins. So we did not record this in reaction to that. Uh, this is just, it just so happened that this was the Patreon pick. Yeah. And this is the movie that we ended up recording so yeah it's just total cruel twist of fate yeah. i guess and even the the patreon drawing that you did was like a week before when yeah. we even recorded yeah so two weeks ago we decided yeah. to do this movie yep 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 this seemed like a good idea to put out a little forward here just to keep anybody from thinking that we were doing the very very terrible thing of cashing in on yeah. something awful happening not the case yep and now to our show where we'll make a bunch of dick and fart jokes yay dicks and farts <laughs> hooray Bradley James. Ching, 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 ching. I want to suck your blood. Creaky door. Bat, 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 bat. Blue, blue, blue. Mummy sounds. <laughs> this is cloth rustling. Do you want the hand job in a Klondike bar? <laughs> now, who's that? That's a that's a callback to our What We Do in the Shadows oh, episode. Oh, yeah, very good, very uh, good. Uh, Patreon exclusive. So, <laughs> Halloween sounds. Several everybody. hundred listeners got it, <laughs> and they love it. Yeah, and they're fucking celebrating the newest installment of Dead and Lovely, the greatest Halloweeniest podcast That's that us. there is, with the host of the most. It's me, your ghoul buddy, Uncle Ben, and me, your. Uh, uh, do it, do it, do it. Work, work, work. Zombuddy. Hey, Hollywood Steve. Halloween Steve. Halloween Steve. That's me. That's pretty good. Yep. You fucking pulled it out, man. I did. You did a good job. <laughs> Nobody will know. Uh-uh. They will. I won't edit that out. It'll just be me going. <laughs> I can't think of anything. <laughs> I'm funny, honestly. I swear. <laughs> and we're here to be giving you guys a very special closing out the month of October. Yep. Halloween. Uh, Patreon pick wild card yep. episode here. Laura Latour selected this. Though, this is Laura's movie? Yep. Fuck uh, yeah, also, Laura. Also, a couple of other people had this in the bowl, so there were some high chances it was going to get picked at some point. Clearly, people yeah. that listen to this show like things that are nice. And I seriously had no idea this was a Halloween movie. Right. When I picked it, it was Happy like, accident. what the fuck? Yeah, <laughs> the dude. moment I started watching, it was like, perfect. Sweet. Nailed it by yeah. accident. That's just what we do. We just fucking wake up and it's like, oh, I got to piss. Oh. oh, I'm pissing excellence. Oh, there it is. It's everywhere. Don't oh, worry. Whoops. I've got so much more. Oh, here's more excellent pissing, <laughs> I say. That's right. We're talking about the crow. Mm-hmm. El crow, as El they crow. say in Espanol yeah. mm-hmm. from 1994. I'll be talking about that on today's episode. If you just want to get to the movie review, if you want to be one of those lame-os, mm-hmm. uh, check out the... Uh, Timestamp in the podcast yeah. description. You can go right to it, but you don't want to do that. No. Why don't you do Why that? You... Wait, isn't Crow Cuervo? Is it? I believe so. Really? I think so. El Cuervo. Yeah. Sounds cool. It does sound cool. It, it might be wrong. I. You know what? We'll get fuzz beat on that. We'll, we'll get find fuzz out. beat on yeah. that. We're going to find out about it. We're going to be breaking down this movie. We're going to be talking about what all we've been watching this week. We're going to crack open some co beers. And give you guys a very... Um, it is Cuervo. It is? Yeah. I didn't know that. My brain still works. That's cool. So, Jose Cuervo is Joe Crow. That's old Joe Crow. Yeah. Old Joe Crow. We, 
We should add him to the list. Okay, you'll add him to the list. Yeah. We're going to do that. We got, we a, got list a preview you palace for you guys. That's uh, it's a, list. A, it's a humdinger. It is. It is. You're going <laughs> to love it. Uh, we just added Joe Crow to the list. Very good. Joe, Joe Crow. Crow. <laughs> so fucking lame. It is. It's so fucking it lame, is. dude. It really is. Holy shit, man. I can't believe that we're already like doing the last episode of October. This month, dude. It's like, flown by. It has flown the fuck by. Like, mm-hmm. I've really barely had time to soak in the Halloween season. Right. There's still so many like movies I've not watched yet. Yep. I still haven't even started on my Halloween costume. Oh, I have started... Man, I think it's going to be okay. It's yeah. the first time I've dressed up in a long, long time. I was going to say, you're not yeah. usually a Halloween dresser-upper. Dresser upper, but, man, you're it's, going for it's it. a special Halloween. There you go. 20 and 21, we're fucking doing it. We're fucking doing it, man, and you're going all in. Hell yeah. But, yeah, it's been such a fucking hectic month. I, I cannot even believe it. It's yeah. just flown by. Uh, Kind of wild, man. Mm-hmm. How have you been doing? Man, I my sleep schedule and energy levels have just been plummeting okay i'm gonna give you a hint sleep during nighttime what for party all day well i I do the partying part but the daytime that's for i don't know normies right Ooh, yuckos definitely nobody that would be in the crow (laughs) yep (laughs) not a single person in the crow is up during the day no i mean you've definitely got a lot in common with these people exactly you're up all night. You're fucking setting fires. So, uh, yes. Doing morphine. Of course. Hanging the, my out favorite. at uh, Trash Club. Just skating in the street. Like you do. Like you do. I, yeah, no, I've just been tired. It's just been one of those things where it's like my brain cannot adjust to the less light thing. There's going to be a lot more of that less, I tell you. There's going to be more of less, and I'm not excited about it. Thanks, Biden. He did this to he he invented fall. Remember last year when daytime lasted all night? <laughs> Thanks, Biden. Now look at us. We used to have twenty four hours of daylight. I swear to it. We can't even afford budget to keep the sun out all day. Getting to where you can't even see the sun. <laughs> this ain't the America I grew up in. It was daylight 24-7 when and I was a child. kids played in the streets instead of playing with the Pokemon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thanks, O-Biden. O-Biden. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, no, I've, I've just been a little exhausted, but... I've been uh, I've been watching some movies and things. You've been watching movies and things and things, yeah. I'm more uh, interested in the things. Okay, I've been uh, catching up on a little wrestling on yeah. the AEW. Uh huh. And also watching that Dark Side of the Ring, the new season. Oh man, I haven't had the chance to watch any more, but I've heard the newest episodes have just been fucking bonkers. Yeah, Luna Vachon's. Was that was, good? Yeah, that was a good one. I bet it was uplifting. It wasn't. No, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> new uh but yeah no they've, they've been good and aew's been kicking it so killer yeah but uh yeah i've been watching some some uh spooky season movies watch the little which board which board yeah wait which board this one or that one <laughs> <laughs> yo first base that is the that's the central premise of the whole movie oh. is that people are like which board and they can't figure it out who's on first no, it's actually it's about a, a ouija board Ooh, the old devil's board there yeah. huh uh-huh and uh Spooky, i scary. never saw it as a kid it was one of those that 
my boob dar told me there wouldn't be boobs in it. Yeah, yeah, so no. Um, and let me tell you this, my boob dar was off, but the boobs are like a surprise twist <gasps> last like 15 minutes surprise. type of thing where it's like suddenly boobs. Now you're shaking you normally the titty want those out. like up front so everybody's yeah. like on board. It's like a gift. You made it this far. <laughs> yeah. Let's dump a couple out. There you go. So that I, my boob dar was off, but my uh, I didn't miss anything, I don't think. Not very good? It's not terrible. It's just not. It's one of those where it's like, it'd be better if it was more terrible. Yeah, yeah. Or if it was better. I get it. But it's just kind of meh. Yeah. Uh, I also watched A Corpse Bride. Oh, what Gorgeous did you watch movie. A Corpse Bride do? Uh, Well, they were just hanging out down in Corpseville, uh, uh, getting married and such. I'll tell you what, it's up there with my other favorite Tim Burton movies with um, uh, fucking Jack Sparrow and <laughs> yeah. fucking uh, Bellatrix Lestrange. In You're it. right, yeah. It's up there with those. It, yeah, it's one of those for sure. No, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a gorgeous movie. It really is. We Looks actually great. watched it this week as well. Oh, okay. And uh, it is it is a delight. The yeah. animation, the character designs and stuff are so, so good. fucking good, yeah. man. And the voice cast is fantastic, too. It's awesome, too. yeah. Very appropriate for this time of year. Really enjoyed it. Um, also watched a little Adams Family and Adams Family Values back to back. The Adams Family. <laughs> well, they there do what they want to. They say what they want to. They live how they want to. They play how they do. <laughs> a delight. Yeah. Still fucking. Awesome. I mean, listen, we've done Adams Family on here. We'll do Adams Family Values at some point for I'm sure. sure. Uh, but yeah, it, it never gets old to me. I mm-hmm. every time I rewatch them, I'm like, fuck one can't believe they let us watch this as kids and two this is awesome totally man i'm glad they let me watch this as a kid yeah because it's really unlike any other you know kind of horror comedy right in that it is like somehow family friendly yet extremely morbid and macabre right. very yeah it's all over my cob <laughs> it is darkness on my cob darkness on my cob <laughs> uh and we we did just get the news this week about uh, about Rob Zombie's cast for the Munsters. Oh, Bobby Zed. And here's the thing. Growing up, I remember seeing Adam's Family and Munsters reruns on like Nick at Night and Same. stuff like that. I never cared about the Munsters. I was an Adam's Family kid. I think I liked the Munsters more because it was sillier and more like comic It is book-y. silly. It is really silly. I think I liked Munsters better when I was a kid. Okay. But I probably wouldn't now. <laughs> but... When people were reacting to the news of, you know, the the, the cast and Sherry Zombie uh, being, uh, what's her name? The main Mom. Munster. M- Lily. Mom Munster. Lily, is that her name? Lily Munster. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, I just don't have any expectations of a Munsters movie. I just really don't. So, like, whatever yeah, it is, is like, okay. I assume it's not going to be very funny. Because I can't think of a lot of funny stuff from any Rob Zombie movie. That's the thing. Like, part of me wants to think that his utter fascination and love for 50s and 60s camp might carry this through. Maybe so. Maybe it'll actually be like, oh, that was actually a surprisingly fun romp through this vintage property. Or maybe they're just going to be like white trash and fucking screaming at each other. And she'll laugh the whole time and it'll be unbearable. Right. I, I... My, yeah, my real question is, like, because if, especially if he's writing the script, like, I just, 
like anything that's been funny in a Rob Zombie movie is to make the following thing more sinister. True. Like Tootie Cap- fucking fruity. Yeah, yeah. Captain Spaulding being funny to the point of then it getting turning dark. And if that's what they're gonna do, I don't not interested. Not interested. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just but either way, it's just like it's not my thing anyway, so I don't care what happens. Nobody's really, you know, fucking screaming for this to begin no with. so my expectations are low so maybe it'll be great maybe that's Who good knows? yeah uh yeah. i think that maybe if our expectations were such for maybe halloween kills sure maybe we would have had a better time yeah. with that we both watched that this week yeah we got the mini is already out by the time this comes out so go check that out if you want to hear our thoughts but uh spoiler free i was disappointed yeah, yeah me too me too go listen to the episode for all of our thoughts there's a spoiler free yeah. section at the front yep. And then we get all spoilery on it, man. Spoil the hell out of it. Oh, it's, I mean, it's fucking as spoilery as like a fucking sick ass wing on the back of the CRX of your weed dealer. Oh, man. You know that guy's got the good dick. Oh, yeah, man. That spoiler. Woo, buddy. Woo, man. It's keeping him stabilized as he goes around the turn. The way you like it. Under construction. It's, yeah. Still under construction. Totally, man. That I, guy's cool. I also watched Hocus Pocus. I mean, that's just a fucking 10. And, it's a 10 out of 10. Uh, I think that if they ever make a sequel, it should be called Hokai Pokai. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Hokai Pokai. Hokai Pokai. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't watched that one yet. We always watch that every yeah. fucking year because it's just such a goddamn delight. My favorite thing is the little sister saying hey my brother likes your tits no he loves your tits he actually loves them. and it works kind of does yeah she's like oh okay i mean that's such a wild card thing that it actually worked yeah <laughs> yabos and it's a kid's movie yeah. and as i mentioned last year when i watched it i did not remember that that obviously is an angle of sarah jessica parker molesting kids Seems to be that way. Yeah. Seems to be that I way. I want to hang yeah. him up on a hook and play with him. I mean, mm, mm, yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Always watch out for the sexy one. The sexy one is, yeah, you got to be a little bit Because she's that, like, she's that, that, like, flighty, scary, sexy, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, you don't know what she's going to do next. Wild card. But it's definitely not going to be good. That's why people steal, steer clear of both of us. We're That's both right. the sexy one. Yeah, too sexy. Oh my god! They just like all right said Fred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who, by the way, I looked it up. I don't think he's alt right. I did see something about him being anti-vax, but then I saw maybe a statement from him saying, "No, that's not true." Oh. So, just as we said two episodes ago, that is an entire fabrication that we made up. <laughs> it's a new thing, trademark dead and lovely. But it is fun to imagine, isn't it? It is fun to imagine a world in which alt right said Fred exists. <laughs> Even though in reality, he's just another hunk. <laughs> he's just too sexy. Just another hunk. It's it's hard for him because he walks into a shirt store and he's like, too sexy for these. Yeah, can't do it. Can't do it, guys. It's not possible. So I have to <laughs> walk around wearing no shirt again. Yep. My upper nudity problem. What you been watching, Ben? Man, I've watched a couple two tree things. This week has been so fucking slammed. Kate and I both had so much fucking yeah. work to do. That usually whenever it's just like, hey, let's watch a movie while we relax slash continue working every night. Because right. that's what we've been doing. So we've been kind of going for some old standbys and some like brainless stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, we watched Cabin in the Woods. Awesome. Fucking fantastic. Yep. Seen it a million times. Mm-hmm. Still great. Good for the spooky season as well. It's the horror movie fans horror movie. Yep. Love it. We got a great episode about that one. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, the other night, Kate put on American Psycho 2. Was That's she, a movie. Was she trying to torture you? or It was just like, let's not have anything on that's going to distract us from working. Oh, but this seems like it would distract you. Because yeah, it would you're be going, like, wait, what? This sucks. Right. <laughs> Man, alive. <laughs> I had never seen this before. Yeah. It's I It's really bad. I just know about it. I know that it wasn't supposed to be an American Psycho sequel. It Feels was a completely like different script, and then they were just like, well, if we put American Psycho on there, then people will come see it. And the, of course, they only released it to, directly to video, too. So it's like, who's tricked by that? It's terrible. It's it not is. good. Like okay. the, the tone and stuff could not be more off mm-hmm. from the original, which is a great flick. Yeah. It's just really fucking stupid and feels made for TV. The soundtrack is ridiculous. <laughs> it's 90s as fuck. So that kind of won some cool points okay. for me because it was just fucking 90s as okay. fuck. Man, it's it's just stupid. Uh-huh. Really stupid movie. Uh, we did go to the theaters the other day and watched Lamb. All right. the That's a new mirror pace in there, huh? Yep, and it's kind of the new A24 jam, yeah. which I'm a sucker for some A24 sure. scurriness. Like, that just really trips my trigger. Okay. This was a movie. Okay. I'll tell you that. <laughs> What's that? What's that mean? Do you I'm know anything figure- about it? I uh, I I know I want to see it, but I've avoided any sort of trailer. I'm not a trailer fan, so avoided any sort of trailers or anything. I assume there's probably some lamb human hybrid nonsense going on in there. Okay, so you you've picked up some things. Okay, it is. Oh man, I'll <laughs> okay. tell you what. Even like if you watch the trailers and read a synopsis and stuff like that of what the the movie's about, it won't really. Tell me everything. If anybody could predict what happens at the end of this movie, okay, they need to go like buy as many lotto tickets as they can, <laughs> like stat, like right now. Go to the dog tracks, right. fucking do everything. <laughs> you are a detective. You are a detective. You're in a betting mood. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, I'll tell you this, and again, this isn't really spoiler. All right. If you do watch it, which maybe you should, it is gorgeous. It's a beautiful movie. Okay. Very, very gorgeous movie. I'm not exactly sure I'm going to say it was, like, entertaining or good. Okay. It definitely starts off with a hard, like, 35 minutes of farming. Huh. Like, of just farming. All right. Life on the farm. Really just gets you so right So, like, Hagazusa style. In a way. Okay. Yeah, in a way, where it's just like, we'll just drop you in and show you what everyday life is like right. for 30 minutes. Okay. No dialogue, really. Mm-hmm. Just feeding the sheep. Stuff like that. Hmm. But if you go into it and you have it in mind that, again, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this without it being spoilery. It's best to watch this movie as a modern interpretation or update of some of those fucking bonkers ass Scandinavian folktales. Oh, okay. We're like some classic Scandinavian and Germanic folktales that just go fucking batshit weird and crazy and nonsensical. It's kind of that, but modern. Okay. So I think if you watch it with that in mind, you'll Might probably get into, get, get into it more. Okay. I I'm can't excited. really say that I liked it. All right. At all. <laughs> so ringing endorsement from Ben Ellis. Yeah, put that on the fucking <laughs> DVD box right there. It was it was a movie. I'll tell you that. All man. right. I think the coolest thing that happened this week is I went and saw motherfucking Foreigner play. 
And they were hot-blooded as shit. Hero. Dude, you know how many guitars they had? Okay, it was just two guitars. Okay. But they played it like it was just one guitar, and it really blew me away. Whoa. Just one guitar. <laughs> they did Dirty White Boy. Wow. They did Feels Like the First Time. They did fucking everything. All the good hits. Dude, Which I'm they have you, a ton of. They have so fucking many yeah. slamming songs. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't realize it until you put on like a Foreigner Best Hits and you're like, I know all of these yeah. songs. These are huge fucking songs. Absolutely. And they were so good live, dude. I bet. There's so many bands now, like fucking Vince Neil, man, who just fell off a stage and broke his ribs in Tennessee. Did you uh, see that? No, I didn't. Man. There's so many bands from back in the day that are still performing that are just like, man, it'd be best if, if you didn't perform anymore because you right. sound fucking terrible. Foreigner is not one of those, dude. Okay. That singer still sounds just like the fucking record. Killer. Awesome. Killer band, man. Yeah, so great show, you say? Great show. It's a good old-fashioned rock show, just like you read about. A lot of old folks there, I assume. It was a boomerific crowd. I bet. And a lot of them were just like... Everybody around us that we were seated around, like everybody was like trying to take photos and videos of the show oh, and just no. fucking it up and doing it wrong because they oh, don't know how to no. use technology. Oh. Like literally all of them around us were just blowing it. The I whole mean, time. let's just talk about this. Taking a photo or video of a show, photos on your phone, maybe you got a good enough camera that you're gonna get a good photo it's tough that you know it's dark yeah. there's a uh, harsh stage lighting and stuff yeah that's tough maybe but who is the video for who's the video for you, you're gonna listen back to it later so you can hear what a good time we had that was you remember that part i remember that part remember that it sounded part? a lot better in the room it did when huh. i was listening it's crazy it's like <laughs> my phone is not built for this <laughs> yeah it's kind of like it's not really intended for that huh? right yeah it is kind of like that yeah just put your fucking phone down and enjoy the show enjoy the fucking show make a memory perhaps <laughs> yeah try that just, yeah try i'm gonna that remember in the this by looking at it with my eyes mental hard drive uh-huh. <laughs> put it there instead yeah it you is weird on your phone for fucking everything it is weird too because like God, we sound like boomers. And well, no, but we're not. That's the thing is that like, I don't see that. Like, I don't see as much at shows young people doing that. It is the old people who don't get how this is going. To, like, they're not going to turn this into something. They just are going to have it on their phone and forget it's even there. I'll tell you what, though. It's just like fucking Harvey Dent said, man. <laughs> you either die a millennial. <laughs> We live long enough to become a boomer. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Huh. Busting at the kids for living on their phones. No, well, I listen. Living on your phone <laughs> is fine. I do it already. But uh, Just don't take concert videos. It's a waste. Yeah, if you're going to a concert, it would be like going to a movie and just taking like random 15-second <laughs> clips of the movie. Cool. Like, I saw Candyman, guys. Check it out. This I was the this thing part. I saw. It was remember cool. This part is cool. Yeah. yeah just loud as hell right you gotta want you want a cup around the speaker but keep it like 15 feet from your ear i'll tell you what he was saying i got it memorized this is the part where he says candy man yeah he says it but then he says it again and then he says it again a couple more times and then there's killing and then death yeah Mm -hmm. glad i recorded that (laughs) glad i recorded that i forgot about it otherwise (laughs) but yeah foreigner show is fucking awesome awesome just been a slammed 
slammed week, man. Yeah. Too much shit going on. I need a fucking co-beer to quench Me my too. thirst. Me co-beer code. We got a couple right here. We had ourselves a co-beer earlier Getting while we were doing our, our, uh, our Halloween Kills mini-sode. We're going to have ourselves another one here. Now, this comes from... A little just box of love that came to me from my, my dear buddy and corpse master bandmate and fellow podcaster, Jessup Thumb from the Say You Love Satan podcast. We're doing kind of a beer and liquor exchange, so I'm going to send him some local Tennessee stuff here soon. Say You Love Satan, that podcast must be about like Satanism or something. It's about Satanism and yeah. the devil. It's okay. about devil Because there's only the one horror podcast. That's us. Yeah. 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 So they do the devil worship podcast. They do the devil worship podcast. That's right. Every now and then they talk 80s horror, but mainly devil worship. Oh, speaking of uh, other podcasts real quick, Jack of All Graves just had their first in-person hey. episode of their show. Corey went to, to England. So he's over there in the UK. Yeah. yeah. So she was eating beans on toast and cheese. I assume, I assume she was eating beans on toast. <laughs> I assume the queen met her at the garage. Oh, hey, come on down, meet me, corgis, beans on toast and all. <laughs> Black pudding. Yep. Oi. <laughs> so go check that out. <laughs> <laughs> we got a couple of beers here from Jessup that I'm excited to consume. Me too. We've been kind of rocking the pumpkin beer thing for the month of October. Mm-hmm. So far, Pumpkin Nitro Cold Brew is the undisputed uh, champion. Yeah, absolutely. Though we've had we've had some really good ones. We have had some really mm-hmm. good ones, man. And we're gonna follow this up here with one that Jessup sent me from the Bone Saw Brewing Company. I hope it's Bone ready. Bone Saw is ready. <laughs> <laughs> now we've been talking about a Pump King. This is a Pump Queen. Oh, Pump Queen. Pump Queen. This is their vanilla pumpkin spice cream ale. Not a oh, lot of cream okay. ales you see these days. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. The only one I can think of right now are those little uh, the Boddington. little kings. Oh yeah, little, little kings. kings. Uh huh. Cream ale. That's, that's right, the man. Only one that comes to mind right now. Cream ales can be good. Absolutely. Do you um, identify as male, female, or cream ale? <laughs> I think I'm a cream ale. You are what you drink, buddy. I am buddy. a cream ale for sure. This is just a little old can here. It's 4.7%. I hope this is good. I've never had a... Ooh, um, it is clear. It is. A pumpkin cream ale. I've never had like anything a, like that. It's almost like a, a white wine, like a Moscato. Yeah, it is. It's got a golden there. sort of color to it right there. Yeah. It seems to be fairly effervescent and light. Mm-hmm. Smells really nice, actually. You can definitely smell some vanilla and mm-hmm. stuff in there. Yeah. Hopefully, this will be kind of a different one, man. We had a yeah. couple. I think it was that uh, uh, Weyerbacher one. I really right. I I'm tired of that by the time yeah, I finished it, it was last just time. A little too much. Little by too the end of it, it's like, oh, I couldn't have drank a whole one of these. Now that's kind of nice. This has like a spice bread oh. taste to it. Yeah, I was gonna say gingerbread. Yeah, 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 carrot cake almost. Oh, carrot cake. That is, yes, carrot cake with like a cream cheese frosting type of, of That's taste fucking going good. On. Yes, absolutely. And this it's is, real light. It is, yeah. And again, 4.7, so mm. it is quite easy to drink and stuff yeah. there. But this has all of that wow. wonderful, yeah, pumpkin bread, spice bread, carrot mm-hmm. cake kind of character to it. I could swallow that whole thing right there. Oh, I could dunk it. Mm-hmm. I could dunk on it, but I oh, won't. It's kind, kind of got a Dunkaroos flavor. A little bit of a Dunkaroo <laughs> action, Dunkaroo huh? Dunkaroo action. I'm not mad at this Mm-mm. at all. This is better than a no, lot of the ones that we've good. had. Yeah, that, that's very good and very drinkable. Like, mm. uh, it's it's one of those 4.7% is, is something where now we look at that and we're like, 
that's that's a low alcohol beer and it's like 3.2 percent is a coors light yeah <laughs> that's a normal like, beer four percent is like a normal lager that you're getting <laughs> we're saying a 4.7 is like that that's still that's got some buzz to it i could definitely drink this for breakfast for sure it's only 4.7 oh, sure. 4. yeah <laughs> this is honestly like this would be a good brunch beer i feel like fuck yeah you kidding me it's super refreshing but like it, it it's got that like it's just got like a a good i don't know how to describe it other than as you said carrot cakey flavor it's to it good, but man. it's like not heavy the sweetness is under control too yes it's yeah. not cloying whatsoever and none of those spices are like drowning you out no it, it that's awesome i'm digging it fucking good man mm-hmm. bone saw y'all fucking get it for real now i'll tell you this steve okay tell me this movie, what we're talking about today, mm-hmm. it's about a crow. Yep. A cuervo. Mm, a cuervo, as he is One known. One of them Corvids. And I'll tell you, he's a good guy. Uh-huh. But he's also kind of a bad guy. It's true. He does He does the things bad guys do. He's a vigilante. He is. He works outside of the law. He's judge, jury, and executioner. Mm-hmm. Sure, he's killing bad guys, but he's still killing them. He is. Not nice. Also, he's out there fucking polluting the the airwaves, playing rock guitar on the roof. <laughs> on the roof. What a yeah. nuisance. Somebody down there is trying to sleep. They got to get up and go to work, Cuervo. Hey, calm it down up there. I got... <laughs> Just all night. I got to go work at the one bar or pawn shop here. <laughs> That's what there is in yeah. fucking Detroit, <laughs> in this area. Yep. <laughs> so he's a good crow, but he's also kind of a bad crow. And I'll tell you what, this is just something that's part of his kind. Yeah. Crows. Yeah. I'll tell you what, there's some that are real good. Good and crow. Some that are real bad. Bad crow. So we're going to play a little game in the preview palace. Welcome to the oh. preview palace. Crow edition. Man, we're going to go at it here. We're going to go toe-to-toe on crow-to-crow. That's what it's called. Toe-to-toe on crow-to-crow. That's yes, it. That is great. That's what it's it. called. Because your you know, your opinion on whether a crow is good or not, that hey. might even vary person-to-person. It does. And listen, we've got a list of crows here. We're going to go through and decide if it's a good crow or a bad crow. Okay. Let me put one in front of you and see what mm-hmm. you think. Good crow or bad crow? Russell. Russell Crow, you know Gladiator. Okay, I'm here with it. That's good. That's good crowing. Okay, so he did some good crowing in Uh his time. That is when he wasn't floating around the world in his tugboat, tugger fighting around the world. Now I told Vin beforehand. I reminded him that this is a reference to a South Park episode from 20 years ago, and (laughs) we have listeners who were not born. Impossible. Who were not born when it came out. But yes, he did fight around that. the world in an episode of South Park. I mean, that sounds like a bad crow to me. Though that was a reference to him punching like a photographer or he something. Did. So that's bad crowing. I know. That is bad crowing. And also, too, I'm talking about his fucking singing. <laughs> in 30-odd foot of grunt? What is that? That's the name of his band, isn't it? Oh, God. Is it really? Yeah, he's got a band named 30-odd foot of grunt. I was thinking about his singing in fucking Les Miserables. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Because he's easily the worst singer in that whole thing. I think... Wolverine can sing the hell out of him. Yeah, yeah. And he does. Yeah, and he does. Yeah, the Les Miserables was terrible. Uh, That film... (laughs) 
That was so bad. What, you didn't dream a dream? Is that your problem? I did dream a dream. Okay, I'll admit I dreamt a dream. And it was a lot shorter than like It was Miserable. way shorter. <laughs> yeah, his his singing in that's just no good. Yeah. Plus, need I remind you about um, fucking Master and Commander? That's some time in my life I'll never fucking get back. Oh, you don't like Master and Commander? Oh, it sucks. Okay. It's terrible. All right. Hold fast on the knuckle tattoos. Dumb. <laughs> Hold my All ass, right. I, I say. All right, so we're still debating if Russell Crowe is good Crowe or bad Crowe. Unforgivable, Crow. bad Crowe, if okay. you ask me, man. All right. All right, let's move on to another controversial Crowe. Okay, controversial Crowe. Because I'm going to tell you who I fucking goddamn hate. Tell me. And I think should be tried by the Geneva Convention for Crimes <laughs> Against Music. Oh, shit. It's the old Crow Medicine show. All right. Fuck them in the goat ass. All right, so this is something. Fuck them in the cloaca. Uh, old crow medicine show of course famous for um what, what's that the name wagon wheel Blech. for wagon wheel Blech. which is a completion of a bob dylan sort of uh one-off garbage um hate thing it he did on a video from the 70s or something i have heard from your type the musician. Oh, my type. My yeah. type. Okay, yeah. so like me and the crow. I have heard musicians. hatred for Wagon Wheel, and I need to understand it. Who would know bad music better than the people that make music, Steve? <laughs> Why can't you just trust us? This is our one area of authority. Well, I also hear these same musician fins not liking a lot of hip-hop and stuff, and I'm thinking... They don't know what they're talking about. I don't about. speak for them. Okay. All right? They don't speak for me neither. Okay. But so, I speak for all of us. When I say Old Crow Medicine Show sucks. Now, what is it about Wagon Wheel that musicians Ugh. hate? Oh, the singing on it is so fucking bad. It's okay. It's so shitty and out of tune, which I will say at least. That's a Bob Dylan thing, right? Yeah. Uh, Fuck Bob Dylan, Yeah, too. I'm not a huge Bob Dylan fan. No. But like. At least in the age where everything is fucking, you know, buffed up and yeah. auto-tuned and yada yada. Well, at least I can tell it's a human being. But that human being sucks at singing. Okay. And they suck at playing. This is something that fucking kills me, Steve. Like, All right. Whenever this whole kind of like folk revival thing started happening years ago, it was uh -huh. like Mumford and uh, sure. all these other bands. And it was like, wow, they're playing old-timey acoustic instruments and mm -hmm. hollering into that microphone. Yeah. It was kind of like, okay, again... A little bit of reality. Humans playing instruments. Cool. Sure. But unlike like actual bluegrass players, none of these guys can play worth a shit. <laughs> Imagine okay. how fun bluegrass was if nobody was a good picker. It'd suck. All right. Yeah, and yeah. that's what these guys do. They can't sing good. They can't pick good. Okay. Fuck them. Now, now, do you prefer the Darius Rucker version? I do. Okay. I actually, he sings better. He does have a better voice. That's true. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I do. All right. So, it's not the song you hate. It's the Old Crow Medicine Show's version of the, the song they made. Probably, yeah. But it, it really is just because of their talent level. But then the thing is, is I hate it so much that even whenever I hear somebody great do it, uh -huh. I also hate it. Okay. I was going to say, is there some negative association? Absolutely. I have always wondered, because I've, I've heard you and other musicians hate Wagon Wheel. Yeah. Just absolutely the hate it. The playing sucks. I've always wondered. Because it's also one of those things I assume you've had to play before. Also that. Yeah. And, and like, I have only probably heard that. Because, like, I think I missed something where that was super popular and playing everywhere. I've only heard that song, like, a few times. 
You're fortunate. I am Consider fortunate. yourself lucky. I am fortunate. <laughs> so we're going we're going bad crow on that. That's a bad crow. All right. I'll bring it back with a good musical crow. Okay. In my opinion, maybe okay. some people don't share this opinion. What do you know about a crow, comma Cheryl? <laughs> Cheryl Crow. All right, here's what my I'll say about my wife hates her. Okay, here's what I'll say about Cheryl Crow. I assume your aunt likes Cheryl Crow. My my uh mom does. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I assume that. Whenever my mom got divorced, like yeah. soak up the sun, she was just like, I'm following orders from Cheryl. Right. I'm soak up the sun. So that's exactly All who I, I want assume to have some fun. the audience is for a Cheryl Crow song. Recent divorcees. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, I've always People said are just getting their groove back. Cheryl Crow reminds me of a mom's friend. And when I when I say <laughs> that, I mean like <laughs> I mean I mean that friend your mom has who suddenly shows up after years and she's like, Let's go get wild and it's like, <laughs> Oh, recently divorced, got it. And I'll tell you what, while we're out, I've got to tell you guys about this stuff I'm selling now. It's these essential oils <laughs> yeah. that you just won't believe. I, I got my own business. <laughs> I'm running my own business now, <laughs> selling these oils. That's essentials, y'all. I want to soak up the sun. And some essential oils. <laughs> I'm gonna so, tell everyone to buy some alls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for me, yes, the association of it. Cheryl Crow has always been my issue. Because yeah, she's perfectly a good comp, uh, uh, musician. I'll tell you this, man. Like, okay, everything for the past yeah twenty years or so has yeah. been mom's friend music right. for sure. Sure. Those early records? Uh-huh, yeah, I remember when they first came out. That was like, oh, Cheryl Crow kicking ass. Dude, yeah. like, there's some really fucking great stuff. Like, try to tell me that that guitar tone and that riff and stuff at the front of, like, If It Makes You Happy sucks. Uh-huh. Try to tell me it sucks. Right, no, it's great. It's she's fucking great. great. And her singing on it is fucking great. Okay. Also, she's apparently, like, a total, like, studio gear hound. Like, oh, knows yeah? the ins and outs of the recording studio and how everything works. Like... She's super well studied. You think she stole Lance Armstrong's testicle and that's what really happened? <laughs> she was like, I got to figure out what makes him tick. It's that one ball. It's that one ball. And then that's <laughs> when he got caught. <laughs> you might be on yeah. something right there. Stole his mojo. Stole his mojo. In that one ball. <laughs> anybody's be. wondering, why did he bring up Lance Armstrong? They dated. They dated. Yeah. It was before your time. <laughs> way, yeah, way back in the day. Youngin. <laughs> you also probably don't know about Russell Crowe flying around the world either, do you? <laughs> I bet you don't. Tugger. Bet you don't. Mm-hmm. All right, what if we talked about now a crow that is extremely adept at killing children? <laughs> what do you think about Crow Daddy from Dr. Sleep? Listen, hey, it, if the job of a Crow Daddy is to kill children, he's good at it. I mean, I can't think of a better one. He's a very efficient killer. I suppose that is true. Yeah. So I'm saying good crow. <laughs> He's the best at killing all them kids. <laughs> Nobody else can keep up. His paternal instincts as a daddy are not good. Okay, yeah. All right. That's so where I run into problems here. He's good crow, bad daddy. Yes. Uh-huh. That works. There we go. <laughs> Let's agree on that. Because I feel like crows probably don't have any issues about like if 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 a human child died they wouldn't be like ha, 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 go, go, go. i'm not gonna eat that yeah. they definitely probably want to eat that probably so yeah probably so so 
crows, I think, for a crow, child murder is good. Hmm. <laughs> if you're a crow and disagree, let us know. I can think of one crow that might disagree. Yeah? Brandon Lee, perhaps. Okay, fair. Yeah. He, pro- he seems to like kids. He seems to like yeah, kids. Yeah, that, that, he really that does. crow likes a kid. Yeah, Crow Daddy, I don't know if I can say that he's a good crow. He's a bad crow. He's bad He crow. might be a bad, a bad crow, crow right there to me, man. Okay, let's bring it into the the cinematic world right here. Okay. What do you think about a crow what's called Cameron Crow? <laughs> what well, about that crow? Well, uh, let's go toe-to-toe with that crow. Let's go toe-to-toe with Cameron Crow. <laughs> and It's like an HBO series where directors fight Cameron Crow. Yes, toe-to-toe <laughs> with Cameron Crow. <laughs> I've been training all week. I'm going to beat Spielberg's fucking ass. <laughs> He probably could take Spielberg. He could take Spielberg. Yeah, he's old. Yeah. Uh, Cameron Crowe's pretty old, too, though. True. Uh, he's been around for a long time. Say anything, et cetera. So, I, you know, the thing for me is I don't care about Cameron Crowe movies. You don't I care don't... about uh, Elizabeth Town. No. It's no, fun. I don't care about Almost like Famous. It's just... Okay. I'll side with you on Almost Famous. Yeah. Almost Famous was one of those movies... All of us have this movie in college. Like all of our friends, mega hyped up, and sure. they were like so sure it was going to be your favorite movie. Right. It was going to fucking define your life. And then you watched it, and you're like, "Am I a joke to you? Yeah. Do you even know me? <laughs> it was fine, but it wasn't that good. Yeah. I absolutely had that exact experience of somebody being like, "This is the best movie, like the absolute best movie," and then watching it and me being like. Yeah. It's eh. a, it's a movie. It's definitely a movie. It is for a movie. Sure. It is it is an enjoyable movie, but also, it's just a movie. What do you know about Jerry Maguire? Help hey. me help you, Scientology. <laughs> that is Jerry Maguire has been tainted by the knowledge of like Tom Cruise's Scientology because it's like that's what it feels like. Then like it feels yeah. like him selling Scientology. Ignore your psychologist. Help me help you. <laughs> I'm the only one that can do it. Psychiatry is the science of death. Yeah, I'm the only one that can help. Also, we bought a zoo. He did that. Yeah, he did do that. With Marky Mark. <laughs> Didn't that Marky no, Mark? No, it's it? Matt Damon. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, what's the difference? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They could've bought been. a zoo. Could have been. Could have been. It, you know what? It could have been literally any white man. White man bought a zoo. Yeah, yeah pretty much. White yeah. man bought a zoo is the name. Is a block of cream cheese bought a zoo. <laughs> yeah. A can of Campbell's cream of chicken soup bought a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> like replace him with a can of fucking Campbell's yeah. soup in all the scenes. Just a sleeve of crackers. No difference. There you go. <laughs> no difference. It's like wow, no net effect. Yeah. Huh. I like. I mean, but you know, sure, people love Cameron Crowe, but white I, people. They that's white yeah. people love the Cameron Crowe. They do. They do. Yeah, I, I, I'm. he's not my cup of tea. I'm kind of ambivalent about this yeah. crow, honestly. Mm-hmm. I've seen better. I've seen worse. Yeah. Ambivalent crow. Ambivalent crow. He flies at a moderate altitude. <laughs> yeah. Unlike some of these motherfucking crows that I want to talk about, what do you know uh-huh. about these motherfuckers that have been out there polluting the goddamn airwaves, mm-hmm. shoving out all kinds of other hardworking, good singing, good playing artists... For their fucking bullshit, Mr. Jones and me. Counting crows. The counting crows? We agree here. We agree here. Bad Bad crows. crows. Fucking bad crows. Bad crows. I have never understood the fucking appeal of this goddamn band. 
I've um, always hated them. One time, huh. I heard a song and I was like, holy shit, I finally found a fucking Counting Crow song that I like. What was it? Hard to say what it is I see in you. <laughs> it's not, not Counting, Counting Crows. Crows. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, oh, cool. No, I'm right. Wait, Fuck Counting Crows. That? It's some band that has like an indiscernible name that you've never heard of. I'll <laughs> Somebody, get beat on. Uh, there's a big fan right now being like, what the fuck? You don't know? <laughs> you don't know my favorite band? Yeah. <laughs> Let's get Fuzzbeat on. Uh, it. Yeah, no, Counting Crows just. Oh, wait, sorry. That's Sister Hazel. That's not Sister, that weird. Oh, yeah, band. Sister, Sister Hazel. Okay, great. I know Sister Hazel. Yeah. There's some other song I'm thinking of. But yeah, I thought that was a Counting Crows song for a long time. But I was like, nope, it's not because I don't hate it. Yeah. That that cover of. Uh, 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 what is it? Oh, Pave Mitchell? Paradise. Yeah, put up that's a parking so lot. bad. God damn it. It shows up in like movie soundtracks yeah. all the time. They, they it's on commercials it, and shit. Ugh. Like, they played that and a Nickelback song at my work for the entire summer. That's horrific. And it was just over and over and over. And I hate those songs. I can't remember the Nickelback song, but I, I just cannot. Anytime they come on, all I think about is serving tables. <laughs> oh, God. You get the just, PTSD. Just, yeah. Fucking palm sweaty, yeah. mom spaghetti sweater uh, yes. already. <laughs> I get it. They should be fucking paying you reparations. For real. For 100%. musical damage, dude. Bad crows. Why does that dumb asshole wear that fucking stupid dreadlock wig? Why? I don't. Maybe it's a Dolly Parton thing where he's like, "Well, I'm gonna be super famous from my uber talent. I I want to be able to hide in plain sight." So. Don't even mention him in the same sentence as Dolly. I know it is. It is blasphemy. What has he ever done for any of us? You know what? That's a good point. That is a good point. Dolly, Ugh. she helps kids uh, get books. She helped poor kids uh, get better education in Sevier County. Wrote some hella good songs. All over the place. She wrote some hella good songs. Also, the uh, COVID back thing. How about that? Yeah. All so, kinds of fucking good pretty things. Pretty fucking rad. What are you doing, counting crow guy? <laughs> fucking jack shit. Just counting crows? Pissing us off getting shit talked about you on a fucking podcast. Take Come that. at me. Boom. Boom. <laughs> I'll tell you this also, just on the subject of fucking annoying music. Okay. Have you been getting the YouTube ads for this Google Fi? Mm-hmm. It's like the phone plan or something. Yeah. Have you been getting ads for this before yeah. videos? It's the worst music I've ever heard. I skip it all, every time. I The ones I get are like the five second oh, unskippables. Unskippables. Okay. It's seriously like you just had copy about a phone plan and you told a guy, now sing it. Oh. Because it's just some like innocuous shitty music. Oh no. And then this guy's over the top of it being like Say goodbye to unfamiliar service charges on your long distance calls. What? Built in ad blocker if you change today to Google Fi. What? Only it's worse than that. What? It's illegible. Like there's no melody, there's no rhythm, there's nothing. It's the fucking worst. That feel, that there's probably a crow like, behind it. Uh, I bet what? you this. A bad crow, not a good oh, crow. A, a good crow, crow wouldn't do that. No. Yeah. No, not at all, man. Let's uh, let's talk about a little band called the Black Crows. Okay, now them I like. All right, think about this. They they turn your aunt on, huh? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So. Yeah, yeah. She's having and like they a make Miller, good music. She's having a Miller High Life and getting wild tonight. She's getting wild. Okay, although I'll play uh, Devil's Crow Advocate right okay, here. Okay, Devil's Crow Advocate. There was a time, if I'm not mistaken, I want to say this was Rick Rubin's idea. Because I want to say Rick Rubin, you know, who produced like a ton of records, yeah. like mm -hmm. legendary records, 
he produced one of their first big breakout albums. Okay. Of course, because that's yeah. what he did mm-hmm. through most of our lives. Right. And uh, he had this idea that they shouldn't be called the Black Crows. They should be called, what was it? It was like the Cobb County Crows oh, with K's. No. With K's oh, as what? the initials. Yeah. Again, what? This might be hearsay. I want to say it was Rick Rubin's idea. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Yeah, that's a bad, bad call. Thankfully, the band was like, no. But Which makes them good crows. G- just imagine what happens in the heart of a 55-year-old woman when she's at the bar and she suddenly hears, she never mentions the word addiction. Oh, I'll tell you what, honey, Oh, this my song. Oh, she's nursing that beer and swinging in the wind. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm, putting that big old heavy arm around you. Yeah. That's what's happening yeah. right there, man. Singing some of the words, doesn't know most of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which now, yeah. all I think about when I hear that fucking song, it used to like bring back cover band fucking PTSD because oh, you yeah. always end up playing Every that fucking band. shit. Yeah. And it's terrible. Yeah. Uh, now I just think about the Raising Hope episodes where Jimmy yeah. sings it. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Everybody thought it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> they were drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now that song actually makes me happy again. It's going okay, full circle. Good. Have yeah. you ever heard the stuff that they did with uh, Jimmy Page? Uh, Probably. When did Dude, that happen? It's like mid-late 90s. Mid, 90s yeah. And it's essentially just the Black Crows and Jimmy Page. Yeah, and they I heard do, that. They yeah, do yeah. Like some Led Zeppelin songs and yeah. stuff. And it's fucking crushing. Awesome. It's yeah. bad as shit. Like, it made me realize, like, oh, like, this band is, like, good. Yeah. They're fucking good. And they they, they come out of uh, Cobb County around the same time as, like, R.E.M. Uh, was coming out of, where were they in? Sadsville, USA. Yeah, somewhere in Georgia. And, were and, they? They're Southern? Yeah. They're from Georgia. Uh-huh. They're so sad, though. They're so sad. And I so moist. Like, you, REM is moist music. It is. You, you, I know some REM fans are out there probably disagreeing, but you turn <laughs> on a Black Crow song, I'm excited. You turn on an REM song, I'm hesitant. When the They're, day is long, yeah, I do love those songs. I just don't want to hear them. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, <laughs> let them live in the past. <laughs> yeah. Let the Black Crows fucking rock on good Fuck crows. Yeah. There's some good, good old crows, crows right there. What do you know about a crow? What's gonna make your nightmares into reality? Oh no! I'm talking about a scare crow. Oh boy, Batman's faux scarecrow. Faux crow. Faux crow. <laughs> well, it depends. You know, sometimes he's a Killian Murphy type. It's true. And it's like, well, he's a pretty handsome guy. He is. He's cutie. And sometimes he's a scary man and uh, a, a scary scarecrow mask and all the other stuff. And it's like, I don't care for this part. I'd rather not. Yeah. And he's got his gas. It makes you experience all your fears. Oh, my God. The, you know what? This one's pretty easy. Bad crow. He's probably pretty bad. Bad crow. He's pretty good scarecrow, at being bad, bad though. Bad crow. Oh, he's very good, good at being at bad. Very so, kind of depends on who you ask. Actually, maybe he's a good crow, because the other crows are probably like, <laughs> he's at it again. I mean, how does he stand up to a croquette? <laughs> All right? Maybe like a chicken croquette. A chicken croquette. What about of that all crow? crows. Huh? That's up there, buddy. You got you a creamy, delicious chicken ball deep fried. Is that what it is? Oh. I've never had no croquettes. Oh, you haven't? I ain't never had one. Man, I need we got to get you some croquettes. Shit. Chicken croquettes, I'll tell you what. I mean, it's one of those dangerous things. Sounds healthy. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's not healthy at all. Might be a bad crow. But you'll want to eat about a million of them. It might be a bad crow after all. If it's going to make my blood pressure. Oh, you think that's its like game where it's uh-huh. like, oh, I'm very Ooh, tasty. I'm Have so some creamy. Of me. Mm, eat me. Mm. And then it's like, boom, lactose intolerance. Uh-huh. Boom, clogging up your arteries. Oh, Black, I say. Dead. You died of chicken croquette. <laughs> Unfortunate. <laughs> so, I think still, you know what? As far as ways to go, worth it, I think. Everybody gotta die something, brother. Uh-huh. Might you as know? well be chicken croquette. Worst crow, Jim Crow. Jim Crow, worst crow. Worst Absolutely. Crow. Oh, what about, about Joe Crow, though? Jose Cuervo <laughs> Joe Crow. I'm so mad about this now. I'm so mad about this that some fucking fucking white guy marketing tequila probably in the 70s is like, uh, Joe Crow. Sounds Mexican. Here's some shitty blended tequila. Jose Cuervo. I'm going to say fucking terrible Crow because Cuervo Gold is is garbage. It's terrible. There's so many other better tequilas than Cuervo. That are fucking half the price. Absolutely. Cuervo is just all uh, name brand and no taste. All hype. Mm-hmm. Joe Crow, go to hell. Get out of here. You and Jim Crow go hang out. Yeah, maybe you guys get along. Assholes. Yeah. Also, those racist crows from Dumbo, bad crows. Also, yeah, ooh, man. Yeah. Ooh. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, so a good number of bad crows. Quite a lot, man. <laughs> what do you know, though, about one guy? What was somebody else... Then turned himself into a the crow. Who this is? I'm talking about our main razzling man, Sting. What come <laughs> from the WCW? He was just he was like, I'm a surfer. I got blonde hair and I paint yeah. my face colors and all that. Uh-huh. Then he's like, Oh no 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 no! I'm a the crow. I'm a the crow. I'm and the crow. And he said. The crow. Well, here's the thing. I I I love Sting. Sting and the police. <laughs> Sting and the police. Big fan. No, uh, Sting the Wrestler, as a kid, the the surfer boy, neon tight. That's my Sting. Sting, that, I loved that. And then he became the crow. Like, literally, it was just like, now I do the crow. And that's it. And that's it. The fun that was of, such like, a disappointment. Sting back in the day was honestly kind of the same appeal I got out of U-Dub, Ultimate yeah. Warrior, mm-hmm. in, in Well, they WWF. were in the tag team together when they first started. Dude, fucking yeah. awesome. Because it's like, you know... U-Dub had his, his get-up, but it would change colors every time. Yeah. He'd mm-hmm. have different face paint, different colored trunks, and stuff like that to match. Mm-hmm. Sting would do the same thing. Yeah. That was cool. It was really cool. And then he's like, you know what I am all the time now? The same. I'm the same, and I'm sad about it. Yeah. Yeah. It really lost all the appeal. So I'm going to say bad it's crow. It's a bad crow to me. Though Sting is still doing the crow gimmick to this day wow. as a 60-something-year-old man. And he took a double power bomb through some tables not too long ago. I mean, I don't know the last time I took a double P bomb. Yeah, I don't think I could. <laughs> <laughs> it'd get real bad to yeah, me. Yeah, it'd get real bad. So. Regardless of my so age. So he's got his good crow side, but he does. Uh, I wish he would go back to Surfer Boy Sting. Wouldn't that be weird now, though? As like a 60-year-old man. Uh, tubular, guys. I'm totally tubular. <laughs> Kids love surfers, right? I wonder what the specific age is where you develop the vibrato yeah, of being that old. Voice. The same when way we talked come? about, like, when's the age where you take your first dad dump and you're just like, oh, God, what have I done? <laughs> what have I done? The you dad know? dump. Oh, yeah. it, just, it ushers out of you and you're just like, this is like a dad dump. This 
What is happening? Peeling the paint off the walls. Oh, my eyes are watering. Yeah. <laughs> but what's the age where like you wake up and the first thing you say in the morning you're like, "Good morning." You're like, oh God, the vibrato is set <laughs> oh. in. When they think, do they think in vibrato? Is there yeah. inner monologue yeah. vibrato? Yeah, it lady? has to be. I must get near the fire, for I am freezing from old. It's always so cold when you're old. Oh, that is not exciting. I don't want to be that. Nah, me neither. Yeah. I'm going to skip it. I'm going to James Dean it. I'm too old to James Dean it. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Too old to Brandon <laughs> Lee it, too. <laughs> Why don't we start? We'll start like the Forever 47 Club. Okay. That works. Nah, That's good. I'd rather keep That's going too soon. I got a lot that. of stuff yeah. to do, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Forever 67. Yeah, that sounds good. <laughs> a lot of people in that club, I bet. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. It'll work out. There's some good crows. There's some bad crows out there. I want to hear sure. about your all's favorite and least favorite crows over yeah. on the Facebook group. The Facebook group, dude, has been fucking popping. There's a I whole think lot we're, of stuff. We're like going. near 900 members or so now. We're we're, we're over nine. We're whoa! Yeah, it's we're over 900. <laughs> yeah, over 900. Yeah, <laughs> fucking awesome. We're close to a thousand. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a whole lot going on over there. So head Dude, on over. When Become can we, a member. When can we start a cult? When can we start turning these people into a cult? Um. Well, we've already started it on the screaming chat. Yeah, yeah we got a cult, a cult going. Yeah. So if you want to join the cult, you know. Join the screaming chat on Friday nights, 9 p.m. To be EST. one, ask one. It's just like doing yeah. the, the fur masons. <laughs> yep, that's how you do it. Brother masons. You will have to uh, go through the initiation, and boy, it's wild. Oh, it's pretty fucking wild. Yeah. I'll tell you that, man. It's just like the one in Hot Rod. Uh, we're going to spill a spill drink on your, on your shoes. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's fucking crazy, man. <laughs> so yeah, join up over there, hang out with us, join the cult. Uh, we got uniforms coming. Yeah, hopefully, mm-hmm. just like a uh, like a jumpsuit. With... You already got the shades. You got some good cult leader oh, shades. Those yes, Joe Biden glasses dude. you got. Yeah, my Joe Biden glasses. It's good, man. <laughs> I, I wish they weren't associated with Joseph Biden. But, uh, you're you know, bringing uh, it back, dude. You're t- fucking taking it back from oh, Biden. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. I I just hope people aren't like, oh, is that guy senile? You got to have a catch line to go along with it. You say Joe. I say no. <laughs> That's what you say. Point at the point. camera. Uh, I say no. I say the nay. Just say no. I'm not Joe. That's good too. Yeah. I can hear that being chanted. It's very chantable. <laughs> I don't know what they'd be chanting about. He's we, not we Joe. We are not Joseph Biden. <laughs> None of us. None of us. Not one of us here. No. It's that guy over there. There's that one. Yep. He's he's the one. We're not him. I'll tell you what, Steve, before we get into this movie, I got to crack open another co-beer from my buddy Jessup. We're working on a new Corpse Master track right now based on The Howling. It is going to be a fucking rip-roar, brutal, brutal fucking song. I wrote the music about a month ago. It's kind of a nail-style, like, hardcore song. Okay. Uh, Jessup sent me the lyrics and stuff he's working on today, and they are uh, fucking brutal. Awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so be sure to watch the airwaves for that one. Now, we've got a beer right here that I'm very excited to try. This is, is forbidden, forbidden pumpkin. And the thing about this that's so interesting uh, is that it is an Abomination Brewing Company beer. Jessup has told me they make some really great shit over there at Abomination. Okay. I've never had anything uh, Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think I've had any. And this is an Imperial Milkshake-style India Pale Ale brewed with pumpkin spices, vanilla, and milk sugar. So an IPA pumpkin. I've never had anything like this before. No. It no. might be horrible. Yeah. But also a milkshake style IPA has more of those creamy 
textures and notes. Maybe it'll maybe it'll work. We'll maybe it'll find be good. out in just a second. It'll definitely be potent. It's like nine point eight percent. Well, we'll we'll feel it. I it'll imagine. work either way, man. And yeah. this has got artwork on it by Sam Heimer, who oh, does okay. really fucking amazing stuff, yeah, man. Cool stuff. Really, really beautiful artwork. Follow him on the Instagram and tell him dead and lovely sent you. I think he's also half of that pumpkin ale reviews page that I talked about a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh right, yeah. Um, man, they they don't like a lot of the beers they they post about. They just don't <laughs> like them. Even pumpkin, they're like, yeah, it sucks. And it's like, oh damn, really? Okay, y'all got some high ass standards. Let's find out about this. It looks like an IPA. It smells like an IPA. It yep. doesn't even. I'm not. I'm not really getting a lot of pumpkiny stuff off the yeah, smell. Yeah, none of those like spices or anything. No, it just kind of smells like an IPA mm-hmm. to me. Um. Let's find out about that. What do you think about that? What's that Ooh, do to you? It's creamy. Oh, that's interesting. It's um, it's the oh. spices are there, but it's 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 an interesting contrast with the IPA element. IPA is the biggest flavor, and yeah. then afterwards you get it's like cinnamon. Yeah, like a hint of like, have you maybe you've heard of nutmeg? Yeah. Hey, kid. Hey, 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 kid. <laughs> You ever tasted a clove? This is kind of that, a little. What you know about mace? <laughs> it's like a creepy what? IPA man in yeah. an alleyway. What you know about mace doesn't get said <laughs> enough. That's true. Yeah. That's just strange to me. It is strange. And I, I'm wondering because, like, I think if it warms up a little bit, the spice will come out a little bit more. IPA is like, historically not known for getting better as they yeah get that's warm. what i was thinking like you don't necessarily want an ipa to get warmer it's like the the, the good and bad elements are going to seesaw as the temperature changes yeah. i think i'm just kind of confused like the aftertaste i'm like i definitely just drank a pumpkin beer yeah the front taste nothing like it no it's no. also got like a little bit of a sourness to it yeah i was gonna say that and that that like is weird it's just kind of strange it's yeah. just like barely there it's just like a little poke of like also a little sour. Sour gourd, it I might say. what kind of hop they used. It doesn't say here. But it it, it they, smells kind of mosaic-y. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got it's got that sort of um, the sweetness of a mosaic hop, kind of. It honestly tastes like if you had half of a glass of like a good IPA and then you poured like half of a pumpkin beer into yeah, it. Yeah, it does feel like just a, a kind beer of a cocktail. Yeah. Yeah, beer cocktail. That's a good way to put it. I just don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure about it either. It's at least unique of all the pumpkin beers that we have. We don't have anything even remotely like that. No. No, not at all. And I don't know if there needs to be anything remotely like I'm not it. sure. <laughs> it, this might be forbidden pumpkin for a reason. It, it was, Do not drink. Yeah, forbidden doesn't always mean, like, it's good. It's true. Yeah. yeah. You're forbidden from, like, walking into uh, an MRI room with, like, chains around you. <laughs> but it wouldn't be a good idea to do it. It's for your own safety, Yeah, it's not, it's not awesome. Fish hooking, forbidden in forbidden. the ring. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes they get away with it. They do. Mm. If the ref ain't looking, he's distracted by the attractive manager or something. Sometimes <laughs> I've always wondered, because fish hooking against the rules, but then just jamming your fingers into someone's, like, soft palate, A-okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's that that's the old mankind. What, what was that called? The mandible claw. The mandible claw. All right. Boy, that's not a COVID friendly move. <laughs> no, not at all. No. It's not a 
a friendly move in general. <laughs> it's true. Just grabbing somebody by the jaw. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel good. I bet. I mean, yeah. I. You get your fingers bit real bad if you do that to somebody. I was going to say, though. like, yeah, the, it seems like trying to do it would be more dangerous than the like actually accomplishing doing it. It seems that way. Because you get your fingers halfway in. I'm biting. I'm going to bite that motherfucker. Yeah, you're not getting all the way to the point of, like, squeezing my, my soft palate. Yeah. Now, anyway, the crow. <laughs> Good transition. Yeah. The crow from 1994. That's the subject of today's episode. Yep. And this movie, dude, like, it was a Patreon pick for one. Yep. From Laura Latour, you say? Laura Latour. Yep. Way to go, Laura. Fucking great choice. I watched this movie, Kate and I were trying to figure this out earlier. I was like, man, it was like forever ago. And she's like, no, it wasn't long ago. It was like maybe a decade. Right. And then I was like, we're at the age where saying a decade ago means it was recent. Huh. Fuck. That's a good point. Yeah. Anyway, I think the, <laughs> oh, there it is, the vibrato. It's just set in, Stephen. <laughs> I've got the olds. Yeah, because, like, up to a certain point in your 20s, a decade ago, you were a kid. Yeah, I was pooping my pants. Yeah, so, yeah. like, it's, it, yeah, it, it doesn't mean anything to A decade you. ago, I was still a man. <laughs> right. A decade ago, I was a full-grown adult yep with all of the pubes i'll ever have right yeah they'd all grown in at once nothing changed after that and you've never lost one nope not a single if you one. do of course the goblin gets your daughter well i keep them and i reattach them oh good call mm, so the goblin doesn't get my your daughter non-existent yeah. daughter yeah well yeah that's the thing is if you lose a pube you do have to have a daughter and so the goblin can have it. I worry it's they'll the, come and get the dog. Otherwise, you lose your your guitar abilities. You might not know this about Ben, but he made a deal with a goblin. <laughs> I did. And my pubes. And pubes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's right, man. That's right. So the crow. The cuervo. I remember watching it some time ago. Yeah. Indeterminate time. Yeah. And thinking that it was, like, pretty cool. Uh-huh. This time I watched it, and I'm like, it's really cool. It's really fucking cool. When is the first time you watched this movie? I want to oh, yeah, know. Back, back in the day when it came out. Like, yeah? Yeah, it was one of those that, like, because I was into comics and, and stuff and it, it looked cool. I was like, well, obviously I want to watch that. Want to be, be up on the cool stuff. I did not like it as a teenager. Yeah? Still don't love it. Really? I think it's I think it's way better than I thought it was as a teenager. Um I also think and and this like really gets me into your head that yeah. this movie <laughs> is perfect for a kid a te a tween to teen in 1994. This is the coolest thing they could imagine, I Fuck feel like. Yeah. yeah. Or a grown ass man in yeah, 2021. Yeah, or a grown ass man. Yeah. That like, was a kid in the 90s. It's got it's got a very adult stuff, but also so much of it is just like it's it's like goth slash emo kid sort of logic. Oh yeah. From time to time. I loved when the dark boy beat up the people that were mean to him. Yeah, he beat up the bullies. That's my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. They were mean to his girlfriend too. They were mean to his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And then he he uh beat him up. He beat him up. He beat him up real good. That and was he cool. played guitar on a roof. Oh. 
<laughs> Fuck, man. I'm rethinking all my choices. I got all my amps inside the apartment right now. Yeah. Why aren't they on the roof? That's where they need to be. It's That's the coolest place to, to play, and then you smash cooler. a guitar. I mean, I don't know if I'd do that. I've got a couple, but it's like, I don't want to fuck. I, I want to keep playing them. Remember, uh, <laughs> it was recently when Phoebe Bridgers smashed a guitar on SNL and uh, What's His Crotch got all up in arms about it. The Who dude, did? The dude from, uh, fuck. God damn it. David Crosby. Oh, fu- yeah. oh fucking David Crosby that also had shit to talk about Eddie Van Halen. Ugh, fuck off. David Crosby. I bet we find out his birth name is David Crosby. And he's a bad crow. And he's one of this fucking yeah, bad, he's one of the bad crows. I bet we find out that he is. Yeah, fuck off, David yeah. Crosby. Yeah, gu- guitar smashing though. That yeah, that, it's all like it. It all hits exactly the audience they're obviously going for, which is the kids that they're thinking are into comic books. But it's also the James Obar who wrote the original Crow is writing from a very adult perspective. And his audience was probably primary, primarily adults because it was an indie published comic book. It wasn't like it's Marvel old DC. Too. Yeah, it came out in the late 80s. So I had no idea. I thought yeah. that the entire inception of The Crow was just 90s because it just yeah. seems so it like... It seems very 90s. 90s yeah. goth. I want to yeah. get the uh, the comic and stuff and read it now. Oh, I assume there's probably like an omnibus that has all the shit. Yeah, well, the, the, there's uh, the first comic that... that details this story was I, I believe like four or five issues back in in the 80s um that was originally uh written around 1980 Whoa. and sat on the shelf for like seven years it's owed because uh yeah he, he just couldn't find a publisher but james Arbar- obar wrote it um after his fiance was killed by a drunk driver. Woof. And That's dark. Yeah, and he thought going into it that the project would be cathartic, but he's said that he he found himself, the deeper he got into it, getting more angry and feeling worse about it. Wow. And that's something I definitely want to talk about in in this overall. Like, What I see here is somebody playing out a revenge fantasy but it it does have the problem of like everybody's a villain like the the person the person getting revenge like lives in this world where everything's dark and terrible mm-hmm. and so you can it's re- called detroit steve get it's the called name detroit. right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's real and it's it's a real place uh, but you get the idea of where James Obar was at when he wrote it, of just like the entire world is, is probably bleak. Yeah, yeah, nothing is good. Nothing is is positive. Nothing. Everything's crummy. Everything's shitty. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's it would fucking make sense if you just went through that. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, like watching this, I I think they've added some levity and stuff to it that that helps, and definitely like, you know, Brandon Lee's performance brings a lot of charm and stuff to the character, but like. It's overall real bleak, and it's hard for me to, hard for me to love it because of that. Because yeah. like I just think that like, I think that it, I think that it hits the wrong notes for the audience. Like the the idea of, okay, all right. So, I, toxic masculinity is often associated with 
uh, like jock types. All right, here it comes, lib. <laughs> All right. I'm not a lib. I'm a communist. <laughs> go ahead. Um, uh, the, it's often associated with athletes and, and people like that, but there is a toxic masculinity to goth and emo subcultures that I think comes out in this. Like, this idea of, like, all of your woes are because of a woman. And you you have to fight the world to protect a woman. And uh, he even says uh, about the, the, the woman uh, who's on the morphine, mother is the name of God on the lips and hearts of all the children. Like, <laughs> a woman's place is in the home. A woman's place is taking care of children. Like, there's this, like, toxicity to mm. the entire perspective of, like, I thought he was just quoting a Morrissey song. He was actually quoting like William Thackeray, I think. But there are several quotes throughout this. It, I mean, James Obar obviously was like channeling a lot in this, like the cure and like, like the the gothic music of the the mid uh, early to mid eighties is is definitely coming through in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's definitely bringing out his own pain and stuff. But it it, it just misses so much of like. The only woman that has any sort of like um agency in this is is uh, Bai Ling, Mika. She's the only one with any sort of agency and she's just presented as mysterious and in like incomprehensible character. I mean, Sarah takes care of herself too and she's just a kid. Well, he does have to save her from skating in the the street. She almost gets hit by a car. That could happen. That could happen, sure. Speaking of Bai Ling, answer me this. What do I know her from? It's been driving me insane. Crank? Have you seen Crank? I have, but she's that's not Crank. what I'm thinking of her from. Okay. Um, like, I looked at her IMDb, and it's like, she's, got a lot of she's stuff. been on a yeah. lot of uh-huh. shit. But, yeah. like, there's something in particular that I know her from. I feel like it was some, like, shitty 90s reality show where she was with fucking Tila Tequila or somebody. Like, oh, yeah. No, she was in Celebrity Rehab with Dr. Drew. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Then. Yeah. I don't she was, know. She was exploited very much. I like yeah, I read some interviews with her about how she feels about that, oh. the way she was presented. That's probably how I know her. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was watching in this, I was like, oh, it's that fucking dumb person I know from something or another. And yeah. I was like, what do I even know her from? Those celebrity. Why do I feel that way? Celebrity rehab show was just terrible. Oh, all for, exploitive. Yeah, for it, sure. it's so explo- yeah exploitive. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I, I I think like there's just something for me where this just feels like a terribly overly masculine world hmm. that is masked with uh emotion to try to cover up the toxicity like uh the character having all these very strong emotions is supposed to make us see him as like you know not like all these other toxic characters but then his actions are like all these other he kills the bad guys he killed he kills the bad guys and that again the story is weak for me there because the bad guys are bad because they're bad i mean what are they are they fucking at any point are they working on fucking curing cancer or anything like that (laughs) i don't think so they're just bad but was he before he got killed (laughs) man he was rocking that's true so we know he was good because he played 90s rock and roll i mean which is all universally good and not terrible 
Not usually. <laughs> not from my experience, Steve, no. Yeah. I yeah, I, I feel like the nineties to this is God, some it's of so nineties. It's some of the like positive association people have with it because they're associating with the time period and the way that this connected with teenagers and angsty folk of the time. This is has a cult following. I've just never gotten into it and watching it this time I was like I saw the positives and I think there are a lot of positives and we'll get to it. But for me it just doesn't hit because it feels it feels futile. It feels so futile. It feels like there's no even murdering all these people doesn't fix any of the actual problems. I mean, you know, you say that from your lofty fucking height as somebody who's played a sport ever. That's true. So what do you know about our life? I actually would be one of the bad guys in Detroit. What do you know about the story of us sad boy rockers, Steve? <laughs> right. Sad boy rockers who love their girlfriends. And are bad at sport, okay? Bad at sport. Now good at sport, though, now that he's out of the grave. I bet he could play a basketball real good. He probably could, actually. Yeah, he they should have shown him doing quite that. Quite able. Actually, that would have been really funny if It'd they showed funny. him. Do that. That it so just would have been funny. Let's be honest. <laughs> like, I used to not be good at basketball. Now, now I, I dunk on them. Yeah, now I dunk It'd on them. It'd be cool em. if he dunked on the bad guys and then they cried. <laughs> and then they were like, I hope my girlfriend doesn't find out that I got dunked on by the sad boy. <laughs> it, does, it does have a lot of that, but like... It's got a it's got a whole lot of good going for it. It's very stylized. Like the the look is I'm telling you is the most comic booky comic book movie of the time. That's the thing, man. Is like and we talked about this on the show too. Like whenever we did like Blade on the podcast, right. where it's like, man, comic book movies. People used to not take them seriously. Right. They were just not really invested in getting the look and the casting right and everything. Because you look at you know Richard Donner Superman. That's kind of all we had back sure. then. And yeah. then. Of course, you know, uh, Tim Burton's Batman, Tim Burton's Batman mm-hmm. was the first time that we were like, oh, my God, they're fucking getting it right. They're taking yeah. this seriously. And then I kind of forget that just a few years later, after, like, Batman Returns and stuff, we got, we got The Crow. The Crow 1994. This is a comic book movie. Yeah. I forget so frequently that this is a comic book movie. And, and they took the property fucking seriously and yes, treated it with respect and they made absolutely it did. look and feel fucking awesome. Yeah, 100%. And it this is uh, a really good comic book movie and it really does do a good job of telling the story from the comic book and it it also has going for it that 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 stylization even though in the 90s they didn't have all the technology to make what they're trying to make work work the low definition we all saw it in back then hid that Kind of helped. Yeah. Um, I saw the the more updated remastered edition. Yeah. And boy, could you tell that was a miniature? That's yeah. all. And it's cool by me. It does look, uh, it does have some interesting elements to it. The only problem I really had is when the crow is supposed to be in the same like plane as the uh, miniature. The crow is obviously like green screened on. You see those kind of cut out lines a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it honestly doesn't bug me because okay. to me, it just drew me in as more and more of like, oh, this is a comic book come to life. Like mm-hmm. no more than it bugged me whenever you see stuff in like, like, let's say like, like uh, Rodriguez is like Sin City. 
Okay. We're like, well, it doesn't look realistic. And it's like, well, no, it's a comic book movie. Well, and this almost had that because uh, 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 Alex Proyas, who directed this, wanted to shoot it in black and white. And probably would have worked, right? I think it probably would have worked even better. Uh, and he did basically keep it monochromatic with with sh- splashes of red. Pretty so much, yeah. It it does work. It's just dark as fuck and just yeah. super grimy and shitty looking. So like, grimy. Everything yeah. looks fucking wet. Ugh. Yeah. Everything is nasty. I was thinking like all these fucking apartments just have to just reek of mildew. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I, I mean, like, it's interesting to me that the inciting incident for this is uh, a, a tenant's seeking rights for their uh, shitty slum that they they live in. Like, <laughs> like they're the they're trying to get these things fixed, and the slum lord, of course, calls in. I guess they're the gang. I I, I guess Top Dollar owns all these things. I I, I guess. And he sends his goons. I was never really clear about that. Yeah, that's the problem for me a lot of time with this is that the story's not entirely clear. It's kind of like a 90s video game in that way. Yeah. You're like, I don't know, there's a bad guy and he runs the gangs. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's fine. And there's like obviously a lot going on with him and, and, and uh, uh, Mika being half-brother and sister and fucking people to death and stealing their eyes and doing magic and doing magic <laughs> what huh <laughs> yeah like, which game of thrones episode are we in right exactly, now exactly <laughs> like it's all so um interesting but also like it's not threaded together well i'm okay with how abstract it is like to me like just how fucking like there's no explanation for where they came from yeah. how they got this foothold even necessarily what they do right Somehow in my fucking 90s brain, I'm just like, all right, yeah, cool. I get it. It's fine. Well, those are the popular kids. Yeah, those are the cool we're guys. We're supposed to hate them. Yeah, I, I want the fucking rock and roll playing guitar guy exactly. to get them. And rock and roll playing guitar guys are never popular. I mean, no. <laughs> no, they are not. Yeah, you are correct. That's correct. I do. I mean, I love the look. The look is great. I think it looks fucking and, rad. Uh, Brandon Lee is obviously fucking awesome in this. Like he, yes. he just he's very charming and does the role exactly how you would think this sort of role would be played. Honestly, not how I think it would be played. Oh, really? Yeah, because like, be more goth. Yeah, because yeah. like in my head, just you know, remembering this from whenever I watched it, whatever many years ago that was, right. In my head, he was sad boy, goth, crime fighter guy. Right. And then we start watching the movie, and it's like, actually, he's a lot more like Devil May Care. Yeah. Like, he is he's dark and serious and threatening, but also, like, kind of jokey, but not in, like, yeah. a shitty, quippy way. No. No. He's... He, it's, he has nothing to lose, is kind of the feel. That's what I think, yeah. too. Because I even saw some negative reviews and stuff of people being like... Oh, like he's dead and his fucking fiance or wife or were they married? They got married. Uh, they were going to get, going married, to get married on Halloween. Halloween. They got killed on Devil's Night. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but why is he so fucking jokey and funny and blah blah blah? And it's like, well, he's he's come back and he's like, okay, so my fucking girl died. I Life's died. a joke. Death's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. I get to kill these guys. This whole thing is just whatever you yeah know? he's bottomed out at that point and i i love that characterization i think that that is is 
very well done and and makes a, a unique, interesting character that has maybe elements of like the Joker and Batman and Batman. I thought yeah. the same thing, mm-hmm. and and honestly, it's like I saw so much of like Heath Ledger's Joker in him. Yeah, oh, Heath Ledger definitely was taking the face paint, the greasy the crow, hair, yeah. like the mm-hmm. whole attitude. Where yeah, he's menacing and crazy, but also kind of wacky and funny. Yeah, it's all kind of right there. Mm-hmm. For uh, sure. It also got me sitting here thinking, man, man like. This guy could have made a fucking hell of a Batman movie. Oh, dude. Holy Yeah, no, fuck. the entire time thinking just like, what a fucking loss. This guy. He is really good. I mean, the director. It's like that guy should have gotten the fucking reins after Burton left the franchise. Well, he did Dark City. Yeah, he definitely had that like range, I think, where he could have, he could have like continued Burton's thing, maybe gone a bit darker, probably wouldn't have been Hell as yeah. like silly as, no. as, as some of Burton's stuff. It wouldn't stuff, have been but... as like campy and stuff. Yeah. I mean, imagine like a, a Gotham that looked like this, where it is, everything is wet and black and glistening and there's Oh yeah, we've seen that in the and... cartoons, and, or the cartoons, in the comic books and stuff. Yeah. So like, yeah, that would have been an I interesting. I think he would have been amazing. I mean, rather than giving it over to fucking, uh, damn it, who's he did like Batman Forever and shit like oh, that. Oh, right, yeah. Like, uh, oh my guy. God, that fucking <laughs> the guy. The guy who sucks, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this guy would have had a much better time taking a swing at a Batman movie, Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I think absolutely. he could have fucking killed it. Uh-huh. And also, too, man, Brandon Lee, like, as you said, he just brings such fucking charm mm-hmm. and such appeal to the role that could have yeah. just been, yeah, gothic sad boy, I'm Robert Smith kicking the jock's ass. Well, yeah, which kinda is kind of like where it started, but like... Definitely expanded in the comic book to be more of a character, and I think Brandon Lee brings a lot to it. The charm he brings adds a lot to the character that yeah. just makes makes you connect better. Because again, like my problem is that the the villains we don't know enough about them to actually like we know they suck, but there's like not there's like no drive there. They drink bullets, Steve. <laughs> they do drink bullets. They do bullet shots. They do drink bullets. I'll tell you what, later and they're on, loud. if that thing come out sideways, you're going to be having a bad time. Ooh, gosh. You want that going out pointy in first. <laughs> you got to hope. You got to hope gotta it's going to come out pointy in first. <laughs> I think they use some lead and stuff in them casings. It's probably not good for you. I, I'm assuming, yeah, there are several reasons not to drink a bullet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to the bar and I asked for a shot of bullet, and this is what he gave me. <laughs> don't buy bullet, by the way. The owner is a horrible person. Right? Yeah. yeah. Don't buy bullet. Oh, uh, don't buy Heaven Hill uh, products really? right now. They're they're people are on strike. So. Oh, are they? Yeah. Heaven, Heaven Hill's Hill a lot. A lot. Of stuff. Yeah, including Evan Williams. I haven't bought Evan Williams for a month. Really? Yeah. Well, hard month. Uh, well, because they started a month ago. There you go. Yeah, they've been they've been striking for a month, so. Support those. There folks. you go, man. But Brandon Lee, I'll tell you, man. Like, there's so many times in this. Remember, Kate and I were watching it again last night. That we were like, he really. <laughs> it's almost sounds like a fucking ironic, funny thing to say, but it's not. Uh huh. Like he could have been a Keanu Reeves. Yes. No, that's exactly what I thought. I thought so many times throughout. Like, there's so he, many. There's lines. several roles that Keanu had that Brandon Lee could have done. He could have probably would have brought more charm to it. And, I mean, also, he clearly had the combat skills and stuff oh, yeah, like yeah. that, Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he did martial arts and stuff. He lost, like, 40 pounds for this role He's or something. Shredded he is shredded as yeah. in this, man. Yeah. He knew Kung Fu before fucking Neo got it downloaded. I mean, the- Neo just downloaded it. He didn't even earn it. <laughs> 
the the stuff he did before this was all kung fu movies and like this was his like breakout performance where he was gonna get to do something else sucks and ironically he died as his father also died before his breakout performance actually sucks man yeah so um yeah let's talk about the death because it's the main it's the main thing people remember about this movie. I think. It's kind of inseparable, yeah. honestly. It's one of those things that I, I think in addition to it just being a part of, you know, tragic movie history. Right. It also is just so part and parcel with this being such a sad boy movie and it having this yeah. association of like, oh, also, he actually did fucking die. He actually did die. Uh, very, I mean, goddamn, seriously fucking unfortunate because he was clearly an up-and-coming star. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, he... he just you know, uh, just like um, uh, River Phoenix, um, who died around this time, like they would have been star. They would yeah. have been major star. It was just, it was gonna happen, but um, taken too soon. There's a lot of bullshit rumors about what happened. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Uh, the the first thing we should uh, put out there because like uh, some people have been like oh the the set was cursed so many of these negative things happened here's the the correct answer is not the set was cursed but the production was shitty sounds that way production uh they were shooting all night shoots and to do that everybody was on cocaine just rocking some yayo just coke everywhere Everybody doing not the that you could tell. <laughs> I mean, this is the thing: is that like we joke about this on the screaming chat all the time when pe- somebody because we watch insane eighties and nineties movies, and somebody would be like, "Why would they do that?" And the answer is almost Blow. invariably cocaine, yeah. and it's kind of a joke, but it's serious too. Yeah, it yeah. is the answer. It cocaine. Uh, they were shooting in North Carolina to avoid using Union crews, so they're not using the best. And everybody's on cocaine. But they're saving some money that they can spend on more cocaine. Yep, and the saving that money is one of the things that definitely led to him dying. Because yeah, apparently they, I guess they were just like, well, the weapons master doesn't have to be here all the time, does he? Right, even when we're going to be firing at someone directly. They sound a lot like cocaine decisions. Yeah, they, um, yeah, so they didn't have the weapons master there. They didn't have the correct type of blanks that um they would use so that what they did was they took the gunpowder out of uh, a bullet and then put the bullet in the chamber fired it uh when it fired they, they hadn't taken off the blasting cap bit so it pushed the bullet out into the the chamber like into the the actual like uh barrel of the gun the person who should have cleared it would be the weapons master that would be him but he wasn't there because they sent him home Save so the buck. uh they then put in blanks that have powder in them but don't have a bullet on the end yeah, that yeah. are used for making the big blasts uh and the the powder then forced the bullet that was in the barrel out as like a bullet it's fucking terrible, man. It, it wasn't moving as fast as it would be, but at that distance, it doesn't matter. Uh, so, unfortunately, uh, Michael Massey was the guy who fired the gun. So now you forced an actor to murder someone. 
Oops. Because you wanted to save some money and do a lot of cocaine. Hope it was worth it. Yeah. That 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 is extremely, extremely, extremely yeah. un- unfortunate and fucking shitty. And and they were found guilty in the wrongful death suit, so I I, I don't feel like I need to protect the production company in any way. Yeah. They're guilty. They, they did this. They fucking blew it. They blew it. And a, a person who had a, a career ahead of them, an entire life ahead of them, was was taken too soon. And unfortunately, poor Michael Massey has that on that. had that on his conscience. Like he didn't yeah. work for a year, and he never watched the movie. Whoa, really? Yeah. Oh, that's fucking sad. Yeah, because well, I mean, could you could imagine? You? Yeah, yeah, just fuck, just the worst. That's very, very, very fucking unfortunate. It did change some of uh, you know of the ways that they deal with weapons on set. They don't actually. Like, I don't know why they ever did this, but they don't actually ever have someone aim a gun, even with a blank, actually at a person. That You know what? That's a great idea. Great idea, right? Why would you do that ever? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's not like you could really tell two-dimensionally on like camera. the first rule with a gun is assume it's loaded. Act like it's loaded. Yeah. yeah. Always act like it's loaded. Don't point it at anything you don't want to die. Yeah, that is the rule. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Could have done that earlier. Probably could have fixed the problem and not not had this happen. Yeah. Yeah. But I think whenever he did die, it was like 90% of the shots had been completed. Yeah, it was almost all done. They did have to cut an entire, like, plot line that uh, uh, involved... um, What's his name? The guy from uh, Hills Have Eyes. Oh, yeah, Michael, Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman, yeah. Yeah, he was a character from the comics called, like, uh, Skull Cowboy yeah, or something, something like, like that. that. And, yeah. and I guess he was kind of like a spirit guide almost. Like, he was like mm-hmm. another type of spirit yeah. that was kind of showing him the ropes and stuff. And they actually even had some films, uh, some scenes filmed yeah. with him. I've not found them, but apparently they're online. Sure. I didn't see them either. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, that out. I, I think that the, you know... That may have helped us to understand some more of what was going on with like uh, Mika and all these other things. Like, what what is this world where there is this like magic and you know people resurrecting for revenge and stuff? It may have given us some more of that, but like, I don't know how necessary it was. I mean, I, I think they probably made a good choice in just being like, okay. We can't film with him these scenes. Do we even need them? Mm Because we're going to have to spend a whole lot of money making a couple of these scenes happen without him. Yeah, I guess they like digitally, yeah, like early CG. Yes. Like put his face on the stunt double and stuff. Uh Uh-huh. I didn't really notice where they did it. I didn't either. Okay, I was wondering, I was like, was I just fucking they out did, of my mind when I watched this? It's or when he's walking, um, when he's walking through the alley, like when he first resurrects, going back to his apartment, and then when he's in his apartment, and they just did a really, really? good job of keeping his face in the dark. It just seemed natural to yeah. me that they did it that way. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't notice at all. Like yeah. I kind of wondered about this man because the first night that I watched this, dude, the night before I had. Just a horrible fucking night sleep. Mm. I, well, to call it a night sleep would imply that I slept. I just fucking could not sleep all night. It right. was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I have those, and it drives me insane. Yeah, it's the worst. If I don't sleep, I'm fucking ruined. Yeah, I, I can't. can't do it. My brain just doesn't work. No. Like, yeah. I don't know how people are parents. I don't know how people raise kids. <laughs> I don't either. Because you don't sleep for, like, years. <laughs> yeah. You have to be out of your mind. Yeah. I would be. 
Yeah. So I, like I the the night that we watched this the first time, dude, I was, I mean, just fucking out of my mind tired. Yeah. I looked up my notes the next day and they're like illegible. Like I was using like abbreviations and all kinds <laughs> of shit. And like I don't know what that stuff means. Right. So my notes were just worthless. So I watched it again last night and I'm glad that I did. But yeah, like I said, like I was watching for the CG and I was like, was I just too tired to notice this? Because I didn't notice it. Yeah. I think they did a pretty fucking good job. I think job. they did a good job. I mean, job, there's yeah. there's some effects that are not good, like the the, the hands hand, healing the up, blood hands, yeah. It, you know, again, you can you can also do that thing where your brain just files it under like it's a comic book movie, it's a fantasy sure. movie, whatever. Yeah, it doesn't have to look realistic. What would realistic hand healing look like anyway? Come on, I've I mean, seen yeah, it. I mean, if you did it in makeup, you would just do various stages and show it in time lapse or I whatever. Guess. Yeah, but like. It, yeah, it's not too terrible, and it's, it's quick. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's not that bad. But again, there are some things where you can definitely tell like, the the green screen lines. Like there's yeah. that scene where he's talking with uh, it's right before he stabs a guy with all the like hypodermic needles and stuff. Is that right. Fun Boy? Or fun Boy, yeah. Is? Mm-hmm. And yeah, he gets shot in the hand, and he puts his hand out in front of him, and it has like the big hole in his right. hand, and it heals up. Like that's pretty obvious. Yeah, it's pretty cheesy. It doesn't look the best. Yeah. <laughs> But still, I think just overall, I think yeah. the effects and stuff look pretty good. Like even the the effects of like the fire and the miniature city and stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of reminded me of like fucking like Twisted Metal Two or something like that. Yeah, it does. And it's cool to me, man. It does have like a PlayStation Two feel, but not in a bad way. I'm okay with that. Yeah, and maybe this is nostalgia and sentimentality talking, you know. Well, I, that's I, I'm saying. I don't have that nostalgia. I really don't. And yeah. I, I think you're right. I think the the look of it is a a positive, even when it is, even when you can tell the edges of the green screen or whatever. It's it's got its own aesthetic. It does that fits comic book and like a lot of shots that just look like comic book panels and stuff like that. Like oh yeah. It, it, and it's it uncompromisingly works. grimy and gothy and stuff, too. Yeah. Like, you got to think, man. Like, this is way before Nolan Batman. This is yeah. way uh-huh. before The Matrix. Yeah. This is way before Malignant and all these other right. things that Which, this definitely influenced. Yeah. I, yeah. I, because I, I hadn't seen The Crow in forever when we talked about Malignant. The second I he started running across the rooftops. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, this is malignant. Yeah. Like, that's what James Wan was going for. For and sure. He was going for that, the feel that it has, which is kind of fake. It kind of feels a little fake, but it's, like, interesting. Yeah. It kind of makes you question what this city and world is. Like, it feels unreal. Mm-hmm. It does. Which is interesting. It's not bad. And I think there's something about it, too. The way that they show that city with all those, like, overhead shots and wide shots and everything. Yeah. It almost feels like there's not a world outside of Detroit. Right. It almost yeah. feels like they are in a, a snow globe or something. It's, it's almost like the world outside of Detroit is fire. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's hell. That's this all that is there hell. is. There yeah. is no getting away from it. There is no right. world outside of this. Mm-hmm. I love how just encapsulated that world is. I think that that's just fucking cool. Yeah. But I do definitely think that this is a huge influence on, like we said, things like Malignant, things like the yeah. DCU. Oh, yeah. Snyder thinks he's doing this. I think you're right. You're absolutely right in that. Snyder is is trying to bring crow energy to every bit <laughs> every of property. Yeah, just everything needs to be the crow, uh, and that's <laughs> that's where I honestly that's that's where I don't like this aesthetic 
in knowing that some of its influence has definitely made bad stuff. <laughs> has made stuff worse. Yeah. But I get that. That's not it. That's not the crow's fault. That's not Alex Preuss's fault. Like they he was making an interesting comic book movie in a way that a a person who likes comic books would make it. Oh yeah. So it definitely has a, a a feel of someone who doesn't think this is silly. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like we talked about on our Beatles Beetlejuice episode where people seeing like Goth Lydia on screen were like, "Oh my god, my people are here. We've arrived on right. the screen." Yeah. Imagine how you felt when you saw this movie a few years later. Sure, super goth. I mean, yeah. just uncompromising. Right. Like, there's definitely no fucking squares watching this and liking it. This is for <laughs> that audience. It's, I'm, I'm, uh, it's absolutely true. Because, like, in high school, the kids who loved this, and still the people I know from high school that I'm still friends with and still love this movie, very goth, very much into that aesthetic and, and, and that feel. And... Man, I just don't... It's not for me. It's not that I hate <laughs> it, but it's just not for me. It always feels whiny to me. And yeah, that's yeah, kind of, yeah. That, some of this feels whiny. I get it. I totally get it. But it, I also like it. I'm not, I do not hate this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at the same time... Okay, I'll say a few things about why I like it. I mean, mm. for one... It was definitely this entire subculture and world that I was not allowed to interact with as right. a kid. Yeah. I mean, this is definitely the day and age where, you know, well, fuck. When was Columbine? Was it, it was after this, wasn't it? Uh, it was after Yes, this. it was after. It was like 98 or 99, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, still, like, anything regarding that goth subculture. Right. People that wear all black. and Yeah, that was evil. Yeah, dude. Mm -hmm. So I was totally not allowed to interact with anything from this side of culture. So it's always had that mystique about it. Maybe that maybe that was the genius of the way my mom raised me, where she was just like, oh, you want to wear all black? Okay. All right, fine. And it's like, oh, I don't really want to wear all black, actually. It's hot in the summertime. Yeah. Also, I like colors. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm so glad that I didn't get to watch this when I was like, you know, 12. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad. I would have been You would have been this guy. Dude, you would have dressed like the crow the I rest of your I would have wanted life. it, and I would have <laughs> ended up with so many just regrettable fucking Polaroid photographs and stuff back then. Yeah. I would have been fucking wrapping my hands in electrical tape. <laughs> I'd have been painting my lips with a Sharpie. Yeah. I'd have been doing every which thing. I'd been greasing that hair down just to mm -hmm. get it all stringy like the crow. I'd have been doing every which thing to yeah. fucking be that guy. I know I would have. It it had that influence. I mean, as somebody who uh, I was in middle school when this came out, high school, you know, like a year later, it had that effect. It did. It, it like because as you said, Beetlejuice kind of brought the goth aesthetic into the mainstream for some of us as kids, where it was like, oh, you can do that, and then the crow is just like. Oh, you can do it and be cool. Yeah. Yeah. Be gritty. Be gritty. Everybody will be like, whoa, watch out for him. He's loco essay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If okay. you're going to hang out at a 90s cinematic uh, goth rave club, <laughs> are you going to hang out at the um, uh, goth fetish slash high-end restaurant club from Hellraiser 3. Oh, God. Hell on North Carolina. Uh-huh. Or are you going to hang out at Club Trash? I'm, uh, club Trash is the preference because uh, it's the same building that was also the uh, foot lair 
in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Bullshit. Are you serious? Same building in North Carolina. <gasps> what? Yeah. So Shredder was hanging out here. Oh, I I'm guess. totally going there, man. 100%. Sam Rockwell, he's got two different kinds of cigarettes for oh kids that have preferences. God. That's so awesome. We should do Teenage Ninja Turtles. Fuck it. It's our podcast. Why the fuck not? I mean, we're doing The Crow. This is not a horror movie. No, not really. It is a Halloween movie. It's a Halloween movie. Damn. (laughs) Says Raphael. (laughs) Damn. That was an indie movie. Yeah, it is. Isn't that the craziest? That's a great comic book movie, by the way. Also a comic book movie. You're right. Wow. Easy to forget that. Huh, there are some were, really good yeah. comic book movies, but apparently they were the indie movies or Tim Burton's Batman. Well, the thing is, is like the good comic book movies back then weren't Marvel or DC. Right, yeah. They weren't yeah. A-list properties. Yeah. They were the cool like graphic novels and shit uh-huh. like that, more in the underground stuff. Uh-huh. Interesting. Yeah, I would definitely hang out at Club Trash, although I'll tell you, if I was a band playing some shitty kind of quasi-industrial goth music... <laughs> On stage at Club Trash, like whatever <laughs> this band buzz was. saw guitar going. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> Shitty on purpose. Yeah. Uh, I would be annoyed as hell playing this stage. There was some guy like grinding a girder just to create sparks. Yeah, that's fun. I would be so irritated. Yeah. I'd be like, sparks I'm trying everywhere. To, I'm trying to play my guitar. Yes. And you're just blowing sparks all sparks over the place. Sparks are everywhere. What are and you doing, sir? The lyrics of that song were so, like... I didn't pay attention to them. Are they was, sick? I, they were very bad. What do you know? You're not my dad. Was it like that? <laughs> no, it was more of those, like, 90s lyrics where it was just like, Flesh and something and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Flesh and something and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's my favorite skinny puppy song. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. It had that full-on industrial feel. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so the bands in this are not sick. No, but the soundtrack. The soundtrack is the fucking It's pretty best, rad, dude. dude. We got Nine Inch Nails on here. Uh-huh. Thrill oh, Kill Cult. Uh-huh. I, just no problems. Uh, other than the two band songs being played, because both of those are just like, what is this? This is a 90s <laughs> is nonsense real? Like, word salad. But, uh, yeah, the the soundtrack is rad. Fucking awesome, man. Yeah. And the soundtrack for uh, The Crow City of Angels, which I've never seen, is also way sick. I also have not seen Crow City of Angels. Really? And I had that soundtrack. Yeah, and had fucking like, uh, awesome. Boogeyman and stuff uh-huh. on there by Rob yeah. Zombie, James yep. Brown cover. Mm-hmm. That shit is fucking awesome. It is. Uh, they were doing something very 90s, intentionally, it oh, seems. Yeah. Like, they were trying to capture a feel of well, a moment. And like, the thing is, too, is, like, other than the licensed music, the original music that's in it is fucking cool. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. some scenes with, like, Ernie Hudson earlier in the movie where it has this kind oh, yeah. of, like... Ernie Hudson's in this movie. Yeah. We haven't even what? mentioned. Fucking Winston Zedmore. Winston Hell yeah. is in here, man. He's great in yeah, it, Yeah, he's awesome. It's fucking awesome. Uh-huh. Uh, but there's some scenes where he's on the street, and there's this very, like, Miles Davis trumpety yeah. like mm-hmm. rainy city yeah, I know music what you're talking about. that's so good it is like i was like damn this is like really just a total package does it it does it feel almost like a like dark blade runner at times yes yeah like absolutely that, i mean because obviously I, I don't know if you've seen dark city but obviously alex love dark like, city yeah he's got some like influence from Blade Runner and stuff, but it feels from time to time like Blade Runner, like when they're sitting at the hot dog stand and yep. stuff. Yeah. Steam everywhere. Yeah. It's awesome, man. Yeah. It's I, fucking I cool. Love, the aesthetic is great. And, you know, again, like 
not a lot of people like I, I don't know what's the director's name again uh, oh uh alex press yeah like i don't know his name like if you said oh what's your favorite movie by him i wouldn't <laughs> honestly know but when you look at this movie and you look at dark city which is fucking awesome yeah and you're like wow the late 90s and early 2000s would not have existed without this guy there yeah. would be no matrix without matrix dark city. definitely yeah needed dark city for sure yeah Dark no, City's rad. It is cool. That's a mind fuck of a movie. Yes, it is. I think that it's fucking awesome. I haven't seen it in a long time. But, I'm either. I mean, in the 90s, it was rad. Well, let's talk about this cast here. So we said earlier we got Byling in here. We got mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson. Yeah. We got Brandon Lee. Yeah. Uh, we also got, uh, you know, Michael Wincott, who plays his top dollar. He's just got that fucking raspy villain voice. Dude, the whole time that I was watching him on screen, I was like, how do I know this guy? How do I know this oh, guy? Oh, he's in a ton of stuff. He's he, in a ton yeah. of shit and also has done a lot of voiceover work in like video games Obviously, and stuff too. yeah, yeah. He's got a perfect voice for this. Total villain yeah. voice, man. Uh, and he also just kind of looks like mean James Franco. <laughs> he's like scuzzy <laughs> he Franco. He really does. He really, really does. It. It, he's got like um, he's also he's kind of dressed like Lestat. <laughs> okay, I was from time say, to time. Let's talk about his wardrobe because yeah. like every time there's a costume change, yeah. which I'm what? Uh, how long of a time period does this movie take place over? I, it's a, it's, it has to be several days, even though I I would assume he would only have a couple nights to do his business, but whatever. But there's a lot of costume changes, and it's like with every costume change that Top Dollar does, yeah. he starts looking more and more and more like a character from, like, Les Mis or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> like he's going to challenge him to a duel with muskets at Dude, a certain point. he gets just more and more foppish with uh-huh. every costume. <laughs> like, the, the shirts get more roughly. Like, I'm sure if he didn't fucking die, the next scene he was going to come out with, like, a big powdery wig and, like, rouge on his cheeks and yeah, stuff. Yeah, definitely. Little, yeah. you know, uh, tight, like, lipstick kind of look. What would you like to do? (laughs) I challenge thee to a duel. (laughs) Uh, We also got David Patrick Kelly in here who plays T-Bird, who's the guy who's reciting Milton and has like the fucking uh, scars scars on his forehead. I recognize him too. Yeah, yeah. He's in a ton of stuff. You've definitely seen him. And he's, he's a classically trained actor who he, he's bringing it in this, I think. Also the, what's his name? The, the guy who's playing uh, the, the like, uh, tweaker. Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the romantic guy. Yeah, is that Skang? Yeah. Yeah. He He's going for it. He's going wild. I don't know if he's just tweaking or if he's, like, playing a tweaker. I'm just saying. Okay. He, either way, he's doing it. What other movie do we know of? That is a revenge love story about a yeah. ghost that comes back and kills bad guys that also features a little bad guy named Tweak. Hangs out with his boy Gutter Boy. The Wraith. In the fucking Wraith. Yep. This is, in a lot of ways, the Wraith and Interview with the Vampires just pushed together. It really is. It's like, it's like languid and like super goth. Yeah. But also like a bunch of villains going <laughs> and being like way over the <laughs> and top and getting killed by the good guy. And yeah, and yeah, it's it's got both of those going for it. So I wonder why I like it so much. I was going to say those are two movies you love. I don't know. So. Two great tastes. It's fun. you got your wraith in my interview. You got your interview in my wraith. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. And I'm just fucking diving in head first. It. Yeah, and I'm yeah. just fucking loving it. Yeah, that guy playing Skank is way over the top. Yeah. And then we also got Tony Todd. 
Oh my Holy goodness. Shit. Dude. He's so good. And I'll tell you what, man. Understated, too. Not, yeah. Not like, because uh, some not of you know. Not the scenery. Like. Yeah, Final Destination or something. Like, he's, you know, going real big in this. Just, like, real chill. Tough bodyguard guy, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Good. I'll say, too, especially in the world where we're living in, where comic book movies are a multi-billion dollar industry and stuff, and are oftentimes whitewashed as fuck yeah this is a diverse ass cast it really is it really is i mean uh yeah we got uh, ernie hudson and, and tony todd we got uh brandon Marco lee rodriguez we got brandon lee uh byling byling uh, a lot the, of not the, white the people plays, in here uh uh tin tin lawrence mason yeah like it it is a diverse cast and and it's not just like oh yeah tin tin yeah yeah it's not just like all the diversity is the villains uh-huh. like it it's it's showing us a diverse city. Uh, and Detroit, it's interesting to me that this feels like 30 years before RoboCop. It's got to be. Yeah. It's like, Detroit with this crazy-ass fucking gang <laughs> yes. situation and crime. and Yeah, it's just like a, a prequel to RoboCop. The like, weather also got better the, by then. Yeah, the weather did improve. But, but it's like... It, it, in the city of Detroit, they got RoboCops. They also got crows. <laughs> I'd love to see that crossover, by the way. I'm just saying. We, the crow we RoboCop. heard it here on first yeah. on Dead and Lovely. Crobocop. Crobocop. <laughs> Holy shit. He's a gothic robot. Oh, fuck. That sounds rad. I'm in, dude. Yeah. Crobocop. He's I, cleaning up Detroit, man. I saw so many similarities that I was like, I got suspicious. I was like, I, yeah. You know, because I, I hadn't done any research yet. But when I started doing the research and finding out that, like, uh, James Obar had already completed it like, he way before com- Robocop. Way before Robocop. Yeah. So, the similarities are, and obviously the similarities are not fully there, because like what we're getting is just a, a rundown Detroit where criminals are are murdering at will. That's that's the similarity. RoboCop is saying a whole lot about like you know technology and corporations and stuff. This doesn't get into that. Nah. So that's why it feels to me like a prequel. It's like Detroit hasn't gotten there yet. But they are on their way to, you know, just full-on corporate violence. Well, all the rain in this movie made the robots grow. <laughs> robots do need rain to grow. Uh-huh, Big and they strong. do, man. Yeah. I'll tell you what. If I was living in somewhere as rainy and shitty as this place, I wouldn't be wearing leather all the time. That does... I, I think mean, nylon would be in the vogue. Nylon? <laughs> Something more water-repellent. Oh. Huh. You're going to ruin that leather. Don't go out in the rain. You're wearing leather. <laughs> Get that suede all ruined. Yeah, he, that's interesting. And, and he steals <laughs> that leather jacket too. Like, yeah, huh? It's there's some. This has some issues for sure. And I, I wonder how many of those issues are just they didn't have Brandon Lee to shoot certain things. Yeah. But like, you know, when he suddenly has his guitar, well, he, he gets suddenly, it from the pawn shop. Oh, what is that? Because like when he, okay. Yes. All right. Now I'm remembering. There you like go. He, See, it's a perfect movie. You're right. Now you you're take absolutely it back. right. He has his guitar because he got it from the pawn shop. A hundred out of ten. Yeah. Now <laughs> we're talking. That's right. But you know, here's another thing about that pawn shop and the the timeline of this movie. Yeah. Because like this event happens on Devil's Night. He's resurrected like the next year. Yeah. 
On Devil's Night, I assume. His his apartment's still vacant. Yeah. Still got the Halloween decorations up on the door. Like, yeah. nobody's uh, touched that apartment Nobody. in a year. And I guess the pawn shop guy still has that gold ring. Yeah, it does. Business seem, was slow. It seems like a nondescript type of ring that maybe wouldn't move too fast. I can see that maybe. But yeah, it does. It does seem like the world stopped for a year. Sarah didn't even grow none. <laughs> she didn't. She's the same She's the size same. and age. <laughs> Which is, is weird when you're talking. Because was she like 10 10 to 11, 11 to 12, big changes. Yeah, yeah she's she definitely would be a different looking. Well, time just moves a little slower down in Detroit, <laughs> down in the Motor City. Maybe you not heard of Detroit where time moves slow and children don't grow. We don't move along fast like they do in the big cities. Nope. <laughs> down here in Detroit, we like country time lemonade, <laughs> sunsets, and Pepperidge Farm cookies. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you know you're right. That that the timeline is just all over the place, and it seems like it would seem like logically he would have from Devil's Night to the end of Halloween to do his business, right? That'd be cool. I mean, like at least put a, like a time a timer on it, so it's like he's he's got to hurry. At this. Got to be busy. No yeah. time to fucking jam. Yeah, no time to jam on the roof for fuck your whatever. scales. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. I you know the jamming on the roof is whatever. I mean it's like probably it's cool. It's it's fine. I I the amps makes, all dangling by that fucking extension cord dude. It it's makes cool. sense character wise that like he he realizes he's at the bottom. He realizes this is he probably won't be around for much longer. He's just got this one opportunity to get revenge. Jam out one more time. Jam, dude. That actually makes sense to me. What if he would have been up there playing a fucking Counting Crows song, though? <laughs> la, 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 yeah. <laughs> You'd lose uh-huh. your fucking goth cred, like, immediately. Yeah. <laughs> You're not fucking goth, you poser. Uh, I do, I think, like, the moments between him and um, fucking Ernie Hudson, uh, Ser- yeah. Sergeant Albrecht, uh-huh. all the stuff between them is cool. That's, like, That's good, because, like, what I'm looking for are the characters. We got we got Sarah, we got uh, Eric, and we got Sergeant Albrecht. Those are the developed characters. Everybody else seems kind of stagnant to me, but they they move and change, and they they have something dynamic. So anytime it's it's Eric and and uh, 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 fucking Sarah or Eric and Albrecht, there's a lot going on, and it's interesting. It brings you into the character a lot more. I like that. Yeah, the, and this season is Albrecht and, and Sarah are, like, really yeah, cool, too. They are, yeah. They have their own, like, relationship going on, so... Weirdly, it's not a corrupt cop movie. Yeah. You kind of get the impression, though, that, like, no, he was, like, right. a sergeant, it is, a, and... it is kind of a corrupt cop, because he says that he basically looked into this too much. Yeah, and they're and, like, get back out on the beat. Right, yeah. so, like, somebody, somebody definitely put the kibosh on him doing any investigation into this. So, Which implies there is a widespread corrupt yeah. cop Yeah, he's, uh, network. The, he's the one good cop we got. Yeah. So that that works for me. I mean, they, they their relationships all work for me. And then also the bit with um, uh, Sarah's mom, Darla. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that that's interesting, too, especially knowing that uh, James Obar uh, was an orphan. He grew up an orphan. 
Oh. So, like, the bits about a mom who doesn't care. And, How and, dead were his parents? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he was given up or if they were dead. I didn't look into that. I mean, D- I'd like to know. I'd like to know. I'd li- if they're super dead... Maybe he's a Batman. Could be. He could be. All um, the way. Or Dave Thomas. Or a Dave Thomas. As we talked about. Maybe he'll have a spicy chicken for it. <laughs> Square burger. <laughs> Fries salted with his tears. We oh, about my God. <laughs> um. So, yeah. But, yeah. No, I, I think, like, those elements, like, basically, we see that Darla's not happy where she is. But she's addicted to morphine or whatever, and he he uses he yeah he has some sort of crow power that sucks the morphine out of you and makes you not addicted to it and anymore. A little blood and a little blood, Just a little, a little bit, bit of blood. I've been you, really mad though if I was like, hey man, you fucking you took out the Claritin I took this morning. Oh no, wow, fuck my sinuses! You see how much black mold there is in this town? It <laughs> rains all the time and everything's wet constantly. Yeah, I'm gonna be sneezing my head off. My lungs are itching already. Crow, you dick. Gosh. Well, I mean, I guess you could just take more Claritin. Yeah, but once your allergies are already going, it doesn't work as good. That's a good point. That is a good point. Just Fucking more to be dick. sad about. <laughs> good. Mom. I, I like there. there is like, there's such, there are rays of sunshine in here, even though it's a super dark movie. And that scene also, too, just shows you kind of the sort of ambiguous reach of what his powers yeah, are. Yeah, his powers are interesting i'm not sure he's basically invincible he can see through the eyes of a crow he can also absorb memories from people yeah and then weaponize those memories on other people it seems that way yeah Yeah, he puts like the fucking whatever three hours of agony or whatever on the old top dollar there Uh on the old uh evil franco Uh (laughs) uh-huh So it's like, yeah, he can absorb memories. He can like glean memories off of just like physical objects, like he does with the ring and stuff. Kind of cool. Yeah. No, it's it's cool. It's interesting. Like, like his his powers are more about revenge. It seems like he's not he's not using his powers a lot outside of getting revenge, other than when he helps Darla, and and. It just seems like he can do whatever he needs to make things right, which works for me. Like, mm-hmm. if he, you know, because he, he has this, like, healing ability. Once he's gotten the revenge, he starts to lose his abilities. That's because the crow gets attacked. Well, yeah, the crow gets shot up. Yeah, sniped. Yeah, which, but survives somehow. <laughs> and when we say the crow, we mean the raven. Yeah, because there are no crows in this. Not a crow. <laughs> They're just ravens. Yeah. They're all corvids. What's yeah, the difference? Whatever, man. They're super smart, and they'll probably take over the world. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They are very, very fucking smart. Can you imagine crow people? Uh, okay, yes. Yes, I can. <laughs> and it's terrifying. Yeah, it is. I'm just saying, if the crow has the power to take a look at that Darla woman uh-huh. and push them fucking drug liquids out her body, yeah, could he just come in here and make us pee our pants? Ooh. Maybe, like, maybe liquid comes out of that, huh? Take that, you dick. Pee pants. Pee pants. Yeah, I think that'd be a cool ability to have if you're getting revenge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to make them pee their pants. Especially against the jocks. Yeah, take that jocks. Pee your fucking britches. Should have been nice to my girlfriend. But then you're like, dang it, they're wearing black leather pants. You can't see the pee through it. Dang it. (laughs) Damn. You can only see their drippy socks. (laughs) 
At least it'll be very Trip fucking pizza. annoying. Yeah, they gotta around walk around in their piss all day. socks. Gross. You're gonna get blisters. Ew, piss yuck. blisters. Piss blisters. Piss blister is my 90s industrial band. <laughs> Our hit single is something or another, flesh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the riff. Yeah. <laughs> flesh and blah, blah. Yeah. Something or another. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why industrial happened. In fact, you know, I appreciate Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, etc. Fuck yeah. But so much of it sounds the exact same. Well, yeah, it does. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it sounds fucking cool is what you it's mean. It's fucking cool, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Can't a robot. I got robot ears. <laughs> I play through a DOD fucking grunge pedal. <laughs> I got a couple of those around here. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I do. So we could just start making some industrial. Uh, yes. Start Piss Blister. Piss Blister. <laughs> Our fucking band, dude. I love it. I'm yeah. a huge fan of that. Yeah. Uh, some of them powers lead to some pretty brutal kills. There's some yeah. killing action in this. There is. There's some good stuff. I mean, uh, 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 what's his name? 1010 gets uh, pin cushioned up. He does. Gets all sorts of knives in him. Uh, I like when Top Dollar fucking swords that pawn shop. Filler. Oh, man. He gets S-worded. He gets S-worded. Shaba! Uh-huh. That what? one woman gets fucked to death, I guess. Yeah, what is going on with that? So We broke her. I mean, Top I Dollar and Mika are half-brother, half-sister, I assume. They they share a father, they say. Yeah. Um, And and they they fuck people to death. But something I to don't get know. their eyes, which they then turn into smoke, which they inhale. Which it sounds complicated. Yeah, it does. It really does. And it, they don't spend a whole lot of time trying to give us any understanding of what any of that is. I think that's cool. I do like I'm glad that. They don't I honestly it do like that, except that I don't think there's enough characterization of the villains. Okay. So that we can come to like. Yes, we should hate them because they raped and murdered a woman. I mean, did and you we, hear we like, do. how fucking scuzzy his voice is? What He's else a do you very, need to okay. know? <laughs> he does have a villain you voice. You think a nice guy yeah. has that voice? No. You Fuck know what? You're no. right. You're right. Do you ever think it's really hard for that guy, though, when he's just like, I, I really need to call my friend and tell him happy birthday, <laughs> but I'm going to sound so sinister when I do it. Maybe I'll, I'll try to sound extra nice. <laughs> hey. Hello, I was going to tell you. Happy birthday. Fuck, who is this? Are you going to murder me? No, no, no. It's your friend. I'm, I'm your friend, Michael. Uh, oh, Michael. Uh, Michael. Hey, uh... I, I hope you're having a great day. What What the fuck's that supposed to mean? I mean... I, I mean that. D- I, re- I genuinely hope... Hmm. I hope things are going well Hey, why don't you, you call me when you're not drunk, Michael? I'm, I'm being nice right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly trying to not sound like a scuzzball. Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be hard for him. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> night, night, little one. What Talk the fuck, kids. Dad? He's going to keep the kids up all night, dude. That scary-ass voice. What's your My problem? father's voice is going to murder me. It's always so scary, even when he's nice. I can't tell when he's mad at me or not. That's awesome. It's got to yeah. be hard for him, man. Yeah, it's got to. Yeah, there's some pretty cool killing action and stuff in here. Yeah, I think so. Usually uh, of the melodramatic variety. Yeah, we got, uh, what's his name, uh, the guy who gets burnt, T-Bird, T-Bird, who gets burnt up in his car. How did that work? Don't worry about it. So, there's like explosives in the trunk of the car, 
and he he like jams down the steering or the 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 gas so that it goes driving then he just sort of sprays some lighter fluid nearby yes and then lights a zippo and the car like look by this time 500 yards away just explodes Okay, I'm honestly glad to hear this because I wasn't sure if I just fucking missed what no, happened. No, no, you didn't. <laughs> like, if it were meant for it to be, like, crow magic, like, why did he spray lighter fluid? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not too sure about that. I'm also not too worried about it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's not It's not a big deal. Did you know what happened? Bad guy died. Bad guy died, yeah. That's so cool. true. He's the one... I think he's the one of those bad guys who's actually responsible for the 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 rape and murder of of uh of the his shelly that has some character to him like he's reading from uh milton whenever like he, he reads that bit about whatever i can't remember what he says but he reads milton and then he's like repeating it like right before he gets burnt and oh, stuff yeah, like yeah, there, yeah. there's a little bit of character to him the tweaker guy has the fact that he's a tweaker but I mean, that's about it. Character trait tweaks. <laughs> Character trait. Yeah, fun boy. I guess laughs a lot. Like all these, they just don't have a lot of character to them. Even though they they don't have a whole lot of time to give us much character. This is what an hour forty. It's pretty tight. Yeah, it's pretty hour thirty. Tight. I yeah. think. Like, yeah, it's pretty, so it's pretty uh pretty well sewn together. Not a lot of downtime in this. Yeah. So I mean, it's not a huge complaint. It's just. There could be a bit more characterization. So, are you saying you want to see a fucking remake of this? No, but God damn it, let's talk about it. Here's the thing, man. <laughs> like, I know that this is one of those franchises that has been attempted to be rebooted, and there's been you know whispers and stuff for years. Oh, dude. I just think that if you put out something that is this melodramatic and this emo mm -hmm. gothic, yeah, you can't. Nobody would take it seriously now. James Obart has said the same. He just doesn't think there's it, it a reason. It was a time and a place, it, It's kind of perfect. Well, yeah. the thing is, is like now that, you know, thanks Not things to say like, I think this is a perfect movie, but it's kind of a yeah. perfect adaptation. Oh, and, and it was perfect for the time, too. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Because, like, by now, through things like Hot Topic and all that jazz, like, right. goth has been commercialized. Goth uh -huh. has been mainstreamed up. Yeah, so... So like kids, some of this will make sense what I'm about to say about the reboot. Okay, thing. yeah. I'm just thinking like if you know, let's see, you and I, I would I would have been ten when this came out. Mm -hmm. You'd have been like twelve when yeah. this came mm -hmm. out. Like to us watching it, it was just like wow, cool, dark, blah blah right. blah. To kids that age now, they'd be watching it and being like, these what this whole city shops at Hot Topic. Yeah, like it would <laughs> totally lose the effect entirely. Okay. So all right, you so know what you'd have to do? You'd have to make the crow a jock. That gets picked on by all the artsy kids. Oh, man. That's how you fucking remake it, dude. Dude, then just wait till you hear some stuff. <laughs> oh, no. I, you I, I hope ben I'm not doesn't know any of the things no. I'm about to say, but this is crazy. <laughs> all right, so uh, there were four sequels. Um, they were, uh, mo I think most of them directed video. Yeah, Other yeah. than City, City of, of Angels. Angels. Yeah. There was also supposed to be, in the late 90s, a sequel called The Crow 2037. Which oh, was no. going to be directed by Rob Zombie. Oh, God, spare so us. That would have been, I guess, his first horror movie, right? Because that Devil's the Reject. Crow or, uh, 2037. Devil's Reject, but the House of Thousand Corpses. House of Thousand Corpses came out in like 2001, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy shit. And this uh, is going to be set in the future? Yeah. I, this would have been Crobocop. <laughs> yeah, Crobocop right there. Uh, okay, so since 2008, 
the last actual sequel is 2005, but since 2008, there have been so many attempts at reboots. And I just want to read you a list of the actors who have been considered oh from 2008 God. to most recently. All right, how many times did they want The Rock to be the crow? <laughs> you you can't imagine how too oh close you are. Oh, no. Okay, so some of these I could see working. But, All right. Uh, we got Bradley Cooper. No, yeah, no. no. I don't see him as dark enough. Mark Wahlberg. Please, no. Do Marky what? Mark fucking shuffling. Mark Wahlberg. Shuffling them pants down. Hey, I'm the, I'm the crow, you guys. Hey, you guys have been mean to me, you guys. Hey, you hey. guys, we got to go get our Charlie cards. <laughs> Channing Tatum. Why? No. Why? Ryan Gosling. Maybe, uh, maybe. I mean, I've seen Drive, little, but... He has a little bit yeah. of a sad boy vibe. But so it, maybe. it's just... Yeah. Mm. James McAvoy. Maybe. Maybe. May, I, again, I, I, not dark enough for me. Right. Davy Stranger. There you totally go. Good. Davy Stranger can play He plays guitar, it. too. 100% Davy Stranger could play the crow. Yeah. Uh, Tom Hiddleston. Maybe. I think that could work. Tom Hiddleston is the he's best got, choice like, you've the had physique, so far. He's also yep. dark, yeah, and pale, and pale, yeah. Well, Alexander Skarsgård, meh. Uh, Luke Evans, no, meh. <laughs> Norman Reedus, maybe. Norman Reedus, the guy from Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah Walking yeah. Dead. Nicholas eh. Holt, I don't know him. Nicol- he played Beast in the n- newer oh, yeah, yeah. movies. Mm, no, too clean yeah. cut, too clean cut, too clean cut. Jack O'Connell. I don't even recognize no, him. Huh? This one fucking blew my mind. The most recent. Jason Momoa. Bullshit. Jason fucking Momoa. It might as well be The Rock. It might as well be The Fucking Rock. Can you imagine him in a tight black shirt trying to be Jacked all like goth? How dare you guys beat me up? Ew. <laughs> like, well, what? I just can't, like... The ever like the the criminals would have to be the Rock <laughs> yeah. to beat up Jason yeah. Momoa. Yeah, like, exactly. What the fuck? That's stupid as shit. It's real dumb. Ugh. I I. It's this should he's not be not remade. attached anymore. So good. Hopefully this just doesn't happen. I, I don't think there's don't. a need for it. And again, I don't think this is a perfect movie, but I think it's the best you're gonna get out of the story that. Is a person playing out their own anger and hatred, and it, it's not for being dealt a bad hand. Yeah, yeah, for being dealt a bad hand. It's not the story. Like James Obar had terrible stuff happen. That sucks. And he was angry and mad about it, and the anger comes across in in the story. But do we? Do we need another attempt at this? Because I feel no. like this kind of just hits exactly that anger, and and brings in that maybe some sh- some sh- like shiny moments that sort of polish it off a little bit so that it's not all just bleak. Oh yeah, no. I mean, I watch this and I'm like, I don't even think this needed a sequel at no, all. This is no, a very self-contained story. Yeah, he beats the bad guys. Yep. That's kind of all you need. I feel like unless it's Crobocop, I don't need it. Count me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree, man. This is just such a snapshot of a time period that I think if you weren't alive during, 
probably must seem very silly and foreign to you. Yeah, I mean, it even does to me. Looking yeah, back sure. on it now, it's like, man, we were really, we were overly serious about shit. Oh yeah, just the so melodramatic and shit, man. So yeah, just everything overly. My serious. mom is so bourgeois. <laughs> Nobody understands me. Yes, that's exactly it. Oh yeah, Gen X just really brought the drama. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much, man. But. I, I, I love it. And again, it's one of those things that I watch this and it's like this perfect encapsulation of this like forbidden culture for me. Yeah. Where it's like I wasn't allowed to participate in this. I always thought it would be really cool. And now I watch it and I'm like, oh, dude, let's go play fucking. <laughs> what was that? What was that fucking game? That like vampire. Damn oh. it. It was kind of like Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. I know. Vampire. Isn't it called the, Vampire? Yeah. But it's like The Conjuration something, or some shit yeah. like that. Fuck. Yes. Whatever that was called. Yes. I know what you're talking about. It makes me want to do all that. Awesome. You know? Like, th- <laughs> this to me, like, this movie was kind of this peek into this window of this yeah. grimy, goth, industrial subculture that I wanted to know more about. Uh-huh. And I also felt, you know, fucking uh, picked on and... Uh, right misunderstood by my family and shit which of course i, I wasn't yeah <laughs> but it's how you it's how we all kind of felt yeah in the moment yeah, yeah dude and it's like i'm pale i have dark hair right i play guitar me he's crow. me uh-huh. <laughs> i mean fuck me dude like i fucking created this davy stranger character right do i need to explain why i like this movie yeah of course it's clear. not it's very clear i why love the you cure love i love sisters of mercy yeah i love all this fucking dumb silly goth shit yep I, i'm like i'm wearing a fucking t-shirt right now this is not today jesus and has it's nothing rad. To cross on yeah it. like it's fucking stupid <laughs> as shit and i love it yes it's awesome so i i don't feel like i have to make excuses for why i like this movie no, obviously don't. a lot of people do yeah. Is it silly? Yes. Is it melodramatic? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Are there times that it's very obviously, you know, effects and stuff from yeah. the mid 90s? For sure. Sure. I don't care. Okay. I fucking love this movie, and this is going in like regular rotation for me. Awesome. Can't rain all the time, Steve. It can't rain all the time. I, I mean, you're right about everything you just said. <laughs> for me. I think, you know, honestly, the truth is if this had had goth girls in it i would have loved it as a teenager you know what that would have done it there's not really a lot of like goth girls in here there's not really yeah women by just Link's don't a spooky play chick yeah but women just don't play into but she just, also fucks her brother not hot yeah yeah brother fucking is way less hot <laughs> yeah way less <laughs> out of bounds for me before I draw the line. I mean, listen, uh, Cersei's hot, sure, but she's a brother fucker. That's weird. Mm-mm. Yeah. Brother fucker. A brother fucker. That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. So, yeah, I I think for me that this um, maybe just didn't hit because uh, I... I you're not as silly as me. I I am though. <laughs> I'm ridiculous. I'm pretty fucking ridiculous. I I think maybe I had just my mom had allowed me to wear black, and it was yeah, just like not me. Dude. Yeah. So it was like, oh, I could do that if I wanted, but why? Well, I don't also, too, do that. like you got to think during that time period. Like I said, I would have been ten. You would have been twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know the difference between a. a 
37 and 39 year old not different 10 and 12 big different big difference yeah yeah so it's like you might have been maturing past that yeah whereas i was just kind of getting my toes in it i i think a lot of uh, you know a lot of people my age they loved it there were the goth the goth kids at uh high school with me i'm sure they were all well into it uh but yeah it, it just it didn't hit for me then watching it now i get like i get it's got its own aesthetic it's very comic booky in a way that just uh, definitely has influenced comic book movies in a positive way yeah it showed appreciation for the source material yep. yeah so and also i think i mean uh, james obar uh, james obar's original pro and all that stuff i i i like the story i do like a revenge tale those those are interesting um yeah, just, I, I just feel like a little more characterization. Maybe if it just had a little more time, and I, I bet some of that has to do with, again, yeah. losing Brandon Lee, so you, you just couldn't do it. And maybe maybe just a little bit more uh, fleshing out of some of the story. But again, watching it is still... it's it it. I mean, I enjoyed it. I was very charmed by Brandon Lee. In Very a way charming. that I didn't expect. Yeah, like I remembered watching it and thinking that it was like super sullen and stuff, and rewatching it's like, well, it's actually not. There are moments where they really get to have fun. Yeah, which uh, is also accurate too, because all the goth kids you knew in high school, they weren't all sullen, weren't all mopey yeah. all the time. Yeah, they were having fun. Can't rain all the time. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, for me, this is not ultra high on my list, but it's. I don't think it's a bad movie. So. I'm having trouble coming up with a, a rating. I'm thinking seven. Okay. About a seven. That seems pretty fair. It's decent. It's it's obviously above middle of the road and, and something I probably will watch again. Oh, hell yeah. So. Well, maybe you'll I'm fucking cool get more of your fancy schmancy character development whenever we get the, the Crow 5 Jason Cromoa. <laughs> Jason, Jason Cromoa. Mo Croa. Mo Croa. <laughs> oh, man. that's That's great. Jason Mo Crow. Mo Crow. Yeah. Because he's giving us Mo Crow. He's giving us Mo of the Crow. Is he going to be a good crow or a bad crow? Ooh. I'm feeling Tough. like. Tough. Like. Because, <laughs> like, he would he would be the jock, right? Like, there's no way he you're just like. Beat ass. Oh, this guy's goth as fuck. Look at him. He just. Let's spends, go pick on him. Spends four no, hours won't. in the gym a day. Beat his ass. <laughs> Fuck him. Beat you to the ground like a damn post. <laughs> Come on. This punch is higher for me. This I is bet. like I this bet. just makes me happy. Yeah, that's the thing. And even though and it, it is, be, if it makes you happy, can't can't be, be that, that bad. bad. Thanks, Cheryl. I know a good crow said that one time. <laughs> no, seriously, it, it just makes me happy to watch this. Yeah. Like even having watched it like twice in a row, basically two nights in a row, uh-huh. still just makes me happy. Cool. Uh, even though it is this bleak, drab, everything is shitty all the time. Yeah. It's kind of like slipping into a warm blanket for me. And I can't even really explain why. It's like a nine. Awesome. It's a nine for okay. me, dude. I really, really do I'm glad you it. loved it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, next week on the show, we're going to be talking about one that I ain't never seen before. You ain't and never done seen it. Fucking excite to yep. seen it. Yeah, I just watched this for the first time in a, uh, uh, ever. Uh, in earlier a ever. this year. In yeah. an whole I was about to say ever. in a long time, but I, I never did see it before. That's a long time, yeah, though. It is. Night of the Living Dead, 1990. The Tom Savini remake of Night of the Living Dead. And let me tell you, it has been overlooked criminally. I bet you that the the gore is good and the mustaches are long. (laughs) 
<laughs> they got they got gore and mustaches glore and we're gonna get some more tony todd hey there we go all right nice man mm-hmm. i can always use a little bit more tony todd on mm-hmm. top of my week Me so too. i'm glad this is fulfilling that one uh thank you guys so much for listening to the show hope you enjoyed this episode if you do support us on patreon yeah patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely head on over there become a five dollar patron you get to throw a movie into the smoking bowl smoking bowl and then maybe we uh pull it out of that smoking bowl when we review it like we did this movie today you just been listening to the fucking grand results one of them five dollars went in the pot hell yeah or you also could just become a, a patron on any level and get access to the patreon exclusive episodes of tv test pilots yep that are awesome so head be somebody get your ass on over be somebody give us your fucking money uh also you can find us on all the social medias check out our letter uh, letterbox uh, our uh, <laughs> Fucking Linktree. That's the one. Linktree forward slash dead and lovely. It's got all the stuff, including the Discord link, all of our stuff. That's right. Mm-hmm. And be sure to check out that Instagram page and stuff where we're going to be putting up those two yeah. Storm King jams. <laughs> Don found us that Storm fucking King. CD. I'm telling you, these are a beloved <laughs> tradition. It's so good. Yeah. It's so good. You're going to love them. So be sure to check those out over on the Instagriddles. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope everybody has had themselves a great old Halloween and yep. keeps on sticking with this year through the n- month of November and December and then January's after that. Yeah, and yeah. then after that is uh, uh, the F February. one, right? Mm-hmm. That's, then we they, get, that's how they do it. Get into the March. Right, and then April, of oh, course. That's a tough one, but stick with us. Right. Now, after that, you got May. Oh, we're just having fun in May. <laughs> and then we're just June, July, August. Oh, my God. Basically, it's uh, November is basically October. Yeah, it's just starting over. It's just the same starting thing, over. really. So just yeah. keep on listening to the show. Just because spooky season's over don't mean fucking horror podcast season's over. No, it never is. It's always silly season over here. Mm-hmm. That's for fucking sure. Over here on Dead and Lovely, here with hosts of the most, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. You guys have been great. We've been Dead and Lovely. Goodbye. Can't rain every day. <laughs> Can't rain all the time. Can't rain all the time. But it does, doesn't it? It kind of does. <laughs> it seems to be constantly raining. Can't rain all the time. Can't rain all I'll the time. I'll be proven correct one day. <laughs> one of these days you'll see. It'll fucking stop raining. It will not be soggy all the time. <sighs> Maybe. The black mold is terrible here. <laughs> Ooh. Ah. <laughs> Bye. Concept. Okay. A record where WWE superstar John Cena mm-hmm. covers songs by Sia called You Can't See a Me. All right. It's all okay. Just an idea. Huh. I wonder if he's going to be able to hit any of those high notes, is what I'm thinking. The chandelier, he's. Yeah. The chandelier, he's. Or is he going to like change it up is he's gonna turn it into raps yeah from the chandeliers from the chandeliers like that hanging from my ears like chandeliers you can't see a me (laughs) i'd buy it cena cena rapping is just i i've never eat you forget that that was his gimmick for a while that was his thing for a hot minute was that he came out and white rapped he did that. That was kind yeah. of his thing. In yeah. jorts. In jorts. Yep. Those are days better left and behind. people went wild. 
I doubt, though, that him covering Sia is going to be better than Toad covering Sia. Okay. Have you listened to any no. of these? Holy fucking shit. This what? is your fucking homework. Okay. Toad Go to YouTube Sia. and just type in Toad Sings. Are we talking about Toad from Mario? From Mario. Okay. Little tiny Toad. Oh, Some adorable. guy has a channel where he's got all these covers up. Uh-huh. of him as Toad singing all these other songs. And one of them is, is Chandelier by Sia. Okay. And uh, it's just the goddamn fucking greatest thing you've ever heard. This guy's neighbors, I'm sure, must have been wondering, like, who was getting murdered next door. Because <laughs> he's doing, like, ah! like the Toad voice. Right. Only he's, like, singing those Sia high notes. <laughs> singing is probably a little bit of a stretch. Okay. Yeah, screaming is more like yeah. it. <laughs> it's wildly out of control you gotta check this out but definitely be on the lookout for you can't see a me you can't see a me that's right coming soon to fye that's why she has her hair in front of her face yeah you can't see a hurry you can't see a her so i see where the two come together perfect branding perfect it's right there you heard it here first dead and lovely trademark dead and lovely I was trying to think of something funny to say about like every time you get one of those like Facebook friend requests from just like a uh, porn bot, they mm. always start with "Hello, dear." Hello, which is dear. Something that like no sexy woman has ever said ever. It's like that's grandmother no. speak. No, it really, really wouldn't. Because like, would that do it for you? Hello, dear. Oh, <laughs> I'm listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks I'm a dear. She thinks I'm a dear, like the lady at Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they don't know if they really had their shit straight they'd be like well if you're sending it to someone in the south you can't say dear because that's like your lunch lady that's yeah. what she said what's that dear excuse me dear more mashed potatoes Would you like to see my titties <laughs> i want to fuck dear oh no <laughs> yeah sounds so wrong even if that was your wife Saying, I want to fuck deer. Like, oh, let's cut that last bit out. Mm. 